JJ Cavan and Sons sponsoring Friday Talk Sport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Okay, a very good evening. You're very welcome to Friday Talk Sport, incorporating sports special, and we're here till half past eight. All the games going ahead this evening, subject to uh, referees' p- uh, pitch inspection. And I'm told the referees are travelling early to make that inspection, so uh, we'll have details. We have someone at every venue right throughout the county, and we'll let you know what's happening on the spot. All right, and uh, we have our usual racing and uh, the 15th of August, always hails uh, racing in Tremor. Bear, how's the racing in Tremor? Well, it, it, it's on. That's about the best I can say because conditions are not great down there. And um, I know they've already gotten through um, three races. The fourth is about to begin, so I, I think they'll probably make it all right, but... Um, as I say, conditions are not good. Mind you, it's a good night for the favourites so far. They've won every race so far. So uh, the punters will be happy enough, but um, they, I, I think that the spectators are suffering a little bit. doesn't seem to be as many there as usual, on this, especially this Friday night of their August meeting. Always well attended. But, um, as I say, not so many there tonight, but they're probably in undercover anyway. That 6.08 race has just begun down there. The, the first three races, uh, the 4.25 went to number four, Salvador Ziggy, 7-4 to four on favour. Second was number five, the Banger Dial, 15-2, to two, and seven ran. The five o'clock, this was won by number five, Sesquale Kuno, I, I, well, it's a French name, and for 11 to 8 favour, second was number 13, General Royal, 25 to 1, and third was number 1, Chelsea's friend, 18 to 1, and 15 ran. The 533, this went to number 2, Dr. Brown Bear, 64 on favour, second was number... Um, Number 12, Lucky Storm, 16 to 1. And third there was number 9, Tully Bone, at 14 to 1. Also racing below in Cork, where conditions are probably a little bit better, but not much, I have to say. They're, they're struggling a bit down there as well. So they started at 4.15. And the first race was won by number 6, Gloucester, 16 to 1. Second was number 15, Vanity Pays. Five to two, and third was number fourteen, sweetest. The six to four on favourite fifteen round. The four fifty went to number one. Never shout, never a hundred to thirty favourite. Second was number seventeen to two, and third was number nine, Chalita, fourteen to one, and thirteen round. The 5.20, this one went to number 6, Clever and Cool, 20 to 1. Second was number 9, Tarawa, 13 to 8 on favours. Two ran runners there, numbers 4 and number 8, and 7 ran. And the 5.52, which ended just a short while ago, was won by number 4, Term of Endearment, 9 to 2. 
and second was number eight, library at 130, and six ran here, number five, and number seven were the non-runners, and the beaten favourite was number six. There's four races left in Cork, Pat. I'm looking at them. I just thought that we might be sure of seeing the race and finish. In, well, I, I think it's a, a kind of a 50-50 shout, but I'm looking at the maiden at 6.27, uh, tricky looking main big field well 17 down to go I'm not sure I have a feeling there will be a few non-runners the favourite today was number 10 uh, Jupiter Rock at 9 to 4 second favourite was number 13 Van Diemen 4 to 1 it was then uh, 9 to 2 number 15 Arato 6 to 1 number 12 Rioja Alta and 8 to 1 Bar I think this will mainly concern the four principals in the betting because they've all had some sort of a run of that showed promise and I can understand Jupiter Rock had a good run last time for Joseph O'Brien and he's the 9-4 favourite. Arato, of course, is Aiden's runner but this fella, uh, well, he's bound to improve from his last run but it was in Bayeustown and I just don't think Aiden to be sent one of his better ones to Bayeustown. However, I could be wrong. Van Diemen also had a very good run last time but he's had three runs and uh, the one I is left then is Rio Jalta which had a real eye-opener run in Leperstown last time out which was about two, three weeks ago and at 6-1, to one, uh, Rio Jalta, that's number 12, will do each way for me. The following race, the 7-0-2, is a handicap over seven furlongs. The favourite here was number three, Help Me Out, at 3-1. to one. Second favourite was number one, Gypsy Woman, 4-1. to one. It was then 5-1, to one, number 10, uh, Saturn 7, 8-1, number 7, Transcendental, uh, also 8 to 1 California gem 10 to 1 linger for longer and any price bar tricky little handicap uh, number 8 by the way is a non-runner in this Lady Arwen which I think might have been one of the main fancies and um, help me out at least help me out its form this year has been okay not wonderful but it had very good form last year especially around this time when he won a couple of handicaps I think that's the reason his favourite Jamie Powell in the Saturday. He's already had a winner tonight. He'll take a bit of beating, but uh, California Jim, which loves the, the soft ground, might put it up to him. The 737, seven furlong handicap, 18 runners down to go again. I think there's bound to be non runners, but uh, I haven't got them. But uh, the favourite here is a very warm favourite, actually, number one, Golden Days, which is on a hat trick. 5-2 to two. Uh, number 6 Law Lady is 6-1 to one. it's then 8-1 to one, number 2 Pascalia also 8-1 to one, number 3 Cherry Room 9-1 to one, number 11 A Memory and Annie Price Bar well I can understand Golden Day very short price it's a brave man to go in on anything at 5-2 to two with conditions the way they are but one of this uh, runner's last wins was actually in Warren Park on soft ground won very well that day despite the fact it's gone up in the weights it's going to take all the beating one to look out for is number 12 Praying Mantis 
which again around this time last year was doing okay. It hasn't been shown a lot this year, but the booking of Colin Keane for that one catches the eye. At uh, 10 to 1, I think it is. Each way it might be worth a chance. Finally, the 8, 12, it's actually Division 2 of that 7 furlong handicap. And uh, again, a big field down to go, but not sure how many of them actually will. Number 7, Han Solo, is favoured at 3 to 1. It's 4 to 1, number 15, Palace Moore Last. 6 to 1, number 12, Catherine Cree. 7 to 1, number 2, Rose of Malta. And 8 to 1, number 8, Miltonia, Andy Price Bar. This is, uh, as Jim would often say, if you're there and you're winning or losing, get out before this race. Oh, it's a terrible looking race. Han Solo, a good run last time out in Killarney. Again, ridden by Jamie Power, man in form. And uh, 3 to 1, those are very, very skimpy price. But all the ones that are showing up prominently in the betting here, they've never won a race. For the likes of Palace Morlas, I think it's 24 races without a win. Catherine Cree are nearly as many. And, you know, I, I'd be very wary of having a bet in this race. Number number two, that's um, Rosa Malta. Best form was on heavy ground. The booking of uh, Jamie Hefferin is, again, an eye-catcher here. That might be the one to have a little bet on, but... Keep it small. <laughs> That's the best advice. Right, Barry, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Please, God, Pat, looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, Barry. And that's Barry uh, going through uh, the race card, and he's uh, gone with Cork rather than Tremor because of uh, the weather is coming in in the southeast. So, what's the weather like in St. John's Park, Nikki, uh, Nikki Brennan? It's absolutely brutal here. Myself and uh, Kieran Muldowney are in the confines of the community radio Kilkenny City. Outside broadcast unit, we're afraid to open the window. This could be a game that might be broadcast through the window at this stage, to tell you the truth, Pat. We'll play that one by ear. It's like all the venues around Kilkenny today. You announced at the top of the programme that the instruction from the county borders for referees to get there early, check the pitches out. Now, to be honest about it, I don't really see any pitch in Kilkenny not being able to take a game this evening, to be quite honest about it. They might have to bring out a sweep and brush to get a bit of water out of the goal area, possibly, all right, as they probably have to do here in John's Park. But the pitch is grand, not a bother on it, well marked, uh, well flagged, <coughs> and it'll be the same at every other venue around Kilkenny. It'll be an evening maybe where uh, supporters maybe won't be coming in huge numbers to matches, so that's why maybe covering the matches ourselves here this evening uh, will be very much appreciated and getting updates from all the uh, the other venues. So it's Erdens Own and Glenmore here in uh, St. John's Park. The two teams have gone in. I was talking to the uh, Glenmore mentors, Bobby and Ma- Morris Aylward. They're just fresh from uh, having lost out on uh, the Carlow County final last year. As Morris said to me, Mount Leinster Rangers wanted it more than us and that's the reason they won the match. And I suppose if there's one thing about Morris Elward, you get his absolute honesty. So that's why Mount Leinster, Mount Leinster Rangers won. But he's here with a bloody good Glenmore team here this evening and uh, we haven't got the Glenmore team yet but Kieran has the, um, the Erden's own team for you and maybe he'll call that out now. Just a couple of changes on the Aaron Zone team from the team listed in the programme. Uh, number 7, Owen Brennan, will replace number 12, Declan Dunn. And number 26, who is James Brennan, back from America and a big addition to the team. He'll start instead of number 8, Kevin Holland. There's a few positional changes as well. They start with Sean Boogie in the goal. 
full back line of Aidan Moore and Niall McMahon and Owen Moore a half back line then of James Brennan Conor Delaney and Conor McMahon midfield is Chris Corf and Shane Feen half forward line John Dowd Jack Boogie and Owen Brennan and in the full forward line then you'll have Shane Coogan Dan Coogan and Michael Brennan so that's the Comer team Pat we're just waiting on confirmation of the Glenmore team here so that's it Pat uh, we'll get the Glenmore team just uh, we won't call out what we have here as I said Bob Elward is the manager and the I've not seen this on a, on a, on a list before Pat but Morris Elward is listed on the team as advisor have you seen that on a, on a, on a club team before Pat have you Kieran? I haven't seen it on a, a team sheet but uh, definitely there are plenty of advisors around <laughs> yeah there'd be plenty of advisors outside the fence all right we all we all we're all those in our day to be fair about it but uh, but for once I can say Morris Elward would be a rather good advisor uh, so lots of big games around Kilkenny tonight and to be honest about it after round three the bottom line is, if you're uh, if you're not doing too well, you're very much looking up, and if you're doing well, you're looking down. So, if you have no points after round three, I think you can be. The big R word comes into the equation. I think. Nicky, what about the dogs? Well, I go to the dogs right now here in front of me, Pat, and uh, I haven't heard anything from uh, Tom uh, Canan yet whether he's going ahead or not. I'll actually uh, call out the dogs, and then I might give. Uh, him a buzz while you're doing something else there but race one is at half past seven it's the welcome to Kilkenny track A7A8525 and I'm going for number two Volcano Binks it's Owen Cahill Lawler and Tracy Hutton and trained by them as well to get the better of a syndicate from Ross Grace the Feed Me Syndicate they have quite a lot of dogs actually in um, the Freshford Road tonight number six Ascending Glory uh, race number two is the split the pot at Kilkenny track A7525 and I'm going for number six and again one of those um, Ross Gray dogs, a Feed Me Syndicate dogs owned by uh, with Kim Nell, uh, Feed Me Sugar, uh, owned and trained to get the better of. Number two, it's the Hardy Boy Syndicate, care of Liam Harding. Number two, Bandit Haley. Race number three, the WWW Kenny Ground Stadium, A6525. It's uh, going for number six here, Sarah Hennessy's own, Paul Hennessy trained. Have you asked have you asked mum number six to get the better of uh, Miriam Young's from Orlingford owned and trained Long Lola race number four uh, bet on the total Kilkenny track 525 uh, number going for number two don't know syndicate from Castlecomer nobody's home uh, to get the better of number four the syndicate from Thomastown trained by Tom Lahey Birchfield Pa a regular out that's a track outside in uh, Freshford Road the www.bilesports.com ON2525 final and a 625 euro to the winner here I'm going for Willie Hanlon's and Paul Borden's owned Michael Donnelly trained Ballygore Orla to get the better of uh, Paddy Sinnott's number 6 Blackstone Morty race number 6 is the Irish Retired Greyhound Trust A4525 I'm going for number 6 Alan McDonald's owned and trained Volcano Cash to get the better of number five, number three, feed the uh, five max syndicate from Bolton Glass in Wicklow, Nomadic Bolt. Race number seven, the big race out there tonight. It's the twelve thousand euro Boyle Sports A3 Bitch five two five final. A handy five grand to the winner, and I'm uh, going for. Of course, I'm going for the Conaghy trainer Marty Lahey. Number five, Droopy's Better, owned by Michael Johnson from Dublin, to get the better of a dog that's been doing very well, and there'll be a fair battle between these two tonight. Number four, Droopy's have it. Brendan Kyo, Simon uh, Senvik trained and Ian Riley, or Ian Owen and Ian Riley trained.
Racing's on, Nicky. Racing is on, says Kieran. That's uh, confirmed for that, yeah. So we have that. Thanks, Kieran, for that. Race number eight, trials at Kilkenny Track, A3, A4, 5-5. I'm going for number three. Nicholas Nolan's owned in train, Triangle Hildago, a regular out there at the track, won four of his last uh, five races to get the better of. Number five, Michael O'Donovan's owned and trained, uh, owned Marty Lahey trained, head in the window, uh, number five. Race number nine is the upcoming sweepstake at Kilkenny, A3, Kenny Track, A3, 5 5 going for number one budget talk a syndic five me syndicate care of Jimmy Guinness to get the better of number two Tommy McMinns all the way from County Down Martin Fortune trained in range and finally race number ten there's ten only ten races tonight it's the racing every night Friday night at Kenny Track A2525 going for number six uh, Baz Jim Dock syndicate from Bally Ellen in Gorsebridge Thomas Buggy trained Kilinor King to get the better of number three Louise Walls from Torles giddy up Maggie and that's uh, they should be up there by 10 o'clock tonight and I hope the old uh, bad weather doesn't interfere too much uh, with the race tonight particularly that super big uh, stake uh, taking place during the night that's it Pat back to you I love the way you say the Conaghy train or Marty Lahey <laughs> of course yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah you'd claim anyone well, he'll be down later on in the club tonight, so we better uh, we better make our yeah. No, that pas- aspect of it, uh, we'll uh, we 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 own him when it comes to the dogs. When it comes to the hurling, uh, we'll granted he could be a village man. <laughs> okay, stay tuned. Uh, you'll see how things are in Innistig. Barry Henriquez, the festival is called Keeper Lit. How is, uh, is it lit up down there in Innistig? I tell you now, Pat. I, I tell you. I wouldn't put out a bad donkey in the weather like this. It is absolutely milling out the heavens. But there are a few aspects of the whole thing. Travelling down, I was lucky. I came across, you know the road well, the back road to, to Innistee from Thomastown. And, uh, oh, you passed so by my house. Uh, the um, back road, and I was lucky. There was a low-line bow on the car hanging, and I barely saw it at the last second. Be that as it may, but the conditions are absolutely... Absolutely, totally and utterly. Even the lads here said there should be no match. There should be no match. And there's no referee. And there's no referee here yet. And my clock, the clock on my car says uh, 6.29. 20, yeah, well, yeah. You know, like the, the pitch looks grand, Pat. Why wouldn't it look grand? You know, the grass is green, the lines are out, and the flags are there. What happens to players, Pat, I ask myself? What happens to players if they go sliding into one another, Pat, uh, and break legs? Because it's all possible. You're, so, you're, you're thinking that uh, these games shouldn't go ahead? Absolutely, Pat. Yeah. Not sure. You know, and that decision. Like, didn't, wasn't, the, wasn't the radios, the papers, televisions spouting about a red alert? I mean, it wasn't only yellow down around here. It is a red alert. A red alert means a red alert, and they don't make those decisions lightly. You know, and, and decisions should have been made. And is there any care whatsoever? In my, ask, I ask the question, Pat. Is there any care whatsoever attributed to the safety of the players? All right, I can put an overcoat on me, a raincoat, and put up an umbrella over me, and of course I get cold and I might get wet. But I tell you something, I won't be risking life and limb. Mm. Okay, so uh, the, the, the overhead condition's not good. Oh, Pat, Pat, Pat. And the floods on the road coming down. Yeah. The floods on the road are absolutely, Pat. Not, not one square inch of a road could I find. that I was on the sides of the road. I didn't mean floods, Pat. Big pools of water. And all you have to do is aquaplane in conditions like that. No consideration was given to that decision. 
Okay. okay. Right, we'll be back to you if later on. there is on. a match, Pat, you can ring me and find out. <laughs> we'll be ringing you later on. All right, thanks, Barry. I'll send Barry. up a pigeon, Pat, because I think it's the only thing that will survive down here. <laughs> and you're lucky you have a safe house down there anyway. There you are, there you are. Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks, Barry. That's Barry Henriquez down there in Innesteeg. And uh, he says, well, it looks grand, but the conditions uh, aren't great. Aren't great. Okay. Right, uh, Benjamin is on. Uh, we may need uh, to get uh, David Fitzgerald out at St. John's Park. Those gold mouths sound as though they might benefit from uh, his sweeper system. Massive thanks to commentators, reporters, technical team for heading out on a night like this that comes from Benjamin and it hasn't hit uh, the the Isle of Lewis yet <laughs> we, we're getting it down here in the southeast. all right we'll take a break Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery Country Style Foods Michael Ling Motors and JJ Cavanagh Bus Community Radio Kilkenny City for the people by the people Okay, well, um, just to let you know, the soccer match, the FAI Cup game between Washford and Cork City, I think that's fixed for Washford. That game is uh, uh, being called off anyway. Uh, but uh, our hurling games are going ahead subject to um, referees' inspection. Change in sport. Anne Downey, how are you? I'm very good, Pat. Thanks. And yourself? Good, good. There's uh, rumours going around that you and uh, Angela and a few more are going to be playing cricket. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, we were out at the cricket grounds this morning and we breathe the home as Angela and myself and um, Teresa Fennelly or Teresa Donnelly and we thought all we had to do was rock up and pick up this racket and we'd be able to hit the ball. So we now have to decide whether we're going to turn up or make a disgrace of ourselves on the day. But look, it's all in a good cause. Uh, we enjoyed the hour, actually, to be quite honest, you know, we thought it's like I suppose ladies football. You'd be saying, "Why aren't they kicking the ball over the bar?" <laughs> but when you get to to try and play the game, there's so many ways you have to stand and hold the bat and all the rest. So um, you know, it's for a great cause on Sunday week for Cushnoor. So we're delighted. Like even if we're going to make fools of ourselves, we're delighted to be involved. <laughs> yeah, have new terminology by LBW and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sh- we surely will. And we we had a squash blitz, a great squash blitz in the, in Cairns the other night, and uh, it went on from seven until ten, and I was barely able to walk today after it. So that didn't help. I'm blaming that. I'm blaming the the hard games that we have. But um, yeah, Arthur, it's all in a good cause. Happened. Looking forward to it. So now. it's uh, on Sunday week, and hurlers and camogie players are going to be playing cricket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I see Eddie Kerr, his name is involved, and uh, Noel Skeen and TJ, and we're just saying to him there this morning, make sure that you don't give the boys any coaching. You know, we need to have a, a little bit of a, a head start on, on the lads. But, um, yeah, and as I said, sure, all coming together for, for a good cause, and hopefully that, that a great crowd turn out and support it. It's starting at, at 2 o'clock there out on the Drakelands Road. People will be able to just pull in the self-storage places like any self-storage is just in a field at the back of that and um, there'll be food and um, all entertainment and that for, for families so yeah it should be a great day and uh, and you've played a, a few sports you played camogie and you played hockey and uh, now it's cricket well you know you can't play cricket in the rain you know that 
<laughs> yeah, well, sure. They're saying that after the weekend, the weather is going to improve. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, that everything will go to plan and we'll have a good... Well, summer will eventually come. The kids will be gone back to school from Wednesday or Thursday. So sure, isn't that a sure, sure sign that the, the weather takes up? Yeah, they're talking about an Indian summer. All right. Yeah, all, all going well, yeah. Listen, uh, you wouldn't be for going out to hurl this evening, would you? Well, no, sure, when we can listen to all the reports on the radio, Pat, we can sit in the comfort of our home now this evening and, you know, listen to all the reports from around the, uh, the pitches and um, enjoy it rather than going and getting soaking. Um, I was going to venture down to see Connie and his downy, but I think I'm going to give it a pass, to be quite honest. The rain is absolutely boxing down here, so, um, no, we'll listen to Nicky and we'll listen to Barry and we'll listen to all the other lads that are will give us the reports yeah. and looking forward to it it's great to have it yeah it'll be interesting to see how the games uh, go whether they all go ahead and all the rest Castle mm-hmm. uh, Castlecomer I suppose and, and uh, Lamore will be a really interesting game yeah. you know, I think we listen to to the lads calling out the Castle Comer team, it's it's you know it's strong enough. But sure, Glenmore are motoring, and I'm not surprised now when I hear who's the manager. I actually just said to Angela at weekends like who's managing Glenmore, and sure, you know they have experts in, in front of them and guiding them and leading them, and, and you know it's no wonder they they have two out of two wins. So uh, that'll be a good game, you know. See what way that'll go. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, what about James Stevens? You've seen them. Yeah, I thought uh, the night against Bally Callan, you know, they got the win, but they probably left three or four, you know, behind them, and se- especially in the second half, got opportunities to take goals, and they didn't. And, you know, they come back last week against uh, Glenmore, they were eight points down at one stage, and it seems that going into the, you know, time was up, that they were level, and um, it was probably the Alan Murphy show, and you'd be saying to yourself, well, how in hell's name did Alan Murphy get the score, you know, 2.12 or 2.14 or whatever he got you know that the, I know a good few of them were freeze but he had some great scores from play and you'd be wondering how was how, how was it a one man show and if there wasn't someone maybe detailed to mark him but sure you know he's a great player and um, he, he finds room for himself but um, you know I suppose tomorrow with Bally Callan I think no Bennis Bridge they're playing that'll be a tight game um, Bennis Bridge I suppose are finding the groove and they have young Blanchfield back from the last day um, I suppose the village really I suppose they're just looking for someone up front really rather than relying on young Gilfile and um, Keane I suppose has been quiet for the last two games and they need a big performance from him it's hard to call it now tomorrow to be honest but um, I went to see O'Loughlin's in Dixborough then last Friday night I was expecting you know uh, fireworks but I was disappointed to be honest coming away after the horses tame enough affair, um, Dixborough, especially in the second half, gave an exhibition of, I suppose, short play and find one another. And um, they have some great young players. Um, disappointed with the Lachlan's, but I suppose the early days yet. Okay. All right, Anne, we let you go. Okay, Pat. Talk Thank- to you again. Thanks, Thanks Anne. Again. Paddy Kelly, where are you? Hello, Paddy. No, we don't seem to have them. Okay, we'll uh, we'll 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 go again, and uh, we'll what will we do? We can uh, go back to uh, St John's Park and uh, see how things are developing there, lads. Yeah. Okay, Pat. Welcome back. Yeah, Kieran was over at the uh, Glenmore 
and they have uh, they're playing one to fifteen. We're told so. I'll get uh, Kieran has the uh, program in front of me here. We're still waiting on. Uh, our co-commentator, Kieran. The two Kierans are in act. We're waiting on Kieran Ari to join us here. But for now, uh, Kieran Maldoni will give you the uh, Glenmore team. Yeah, the Glenmore team pass, as Nicky says, is 1-15. to 15, And if they line out like that, it'll be number one in goal, Mikey Kerwin. Full-back line of Kieran Vereker, Owen Elward and Sean Duggan. A half-back line of Shane Murphy, Owen Murphy and Billy Reid. Midfield then is Shane Doherty and Richie Hennessy. And a half-forward line of Cahillburn, Alan Murphy and Dean Croke with a full forward line of Ethan Phelan, Ger Elward and Ian Byrne. So that's the Glenmore team, Pat. We're led to believe they will go 1-15 to and we've no reason to doubt that. OK, thanks, uh, Kieran, And uh, we're going to Paddy Kelly now. How is it going there, Paddy? Not too bad, Pat. They're here warming up at the moment. So they are, but I didn't get a, a, a programme just at the moment there. So I don't know what way the team... I don't know what way the teams are, are, are yeah. at the moment there. But they're out on the pitch and they're warming up on the whole lot, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious they're going to go ahead with this match at the moment. Are you uh, are you warm? <laughs> what? Are you warm out there? Ah, uh, sure don't talk. I'm just happy to see a mallard duck there with a wetsuit and a pair of welts crossing the field there. <laughs> go watch the match. <laughs> right. But it. look, it's, it's on, it's on, and that's the most important thing. So look, I'll try and get uh, the program and get the team sorted out, and uh, you come back to me later. No trouble. It's uh, Benis Bridge and Benis Bridge and James Stevens out in Dane's Ford. Yeah, it's been and St. Stephen's out here in Dane Ford. Like I said, they're both, the both teams are warming up at the moment and they're just getting uh, stuck in there now. It's the uh, it's, uh, throw-in is before 7 o'clock, so it's definitely going here ahead here at the moment. Pat. Okay, thank you in the studio. Thanks, Paddy. So definitely going ahead there. Uh, uh, that game between Bennett's Bridge and James Stevens out in Dale's Ford, 7 o'clock throw-in for that one. Okay, and uh, we'll take a little break. Friday evenings talk sport on 88.7 FM with JJ Kavanagh bus and coach hire. JJ Kavanagh's daily airport service sponsors talk sport on community radio Kilkenny City. Yeah, JJ Kavanagh's sons, they're based up there in Erlingford and that's where we're headed as uh, we join Jerry Drennan. Jerry, what are conditions like in Erlingford? Conditions here, Pat, seem to be the same as they are all over the county. It's absolutely teeming down rain here at the moment. And um, just in addition to that, it's actually very dark. Um, it's, it's even difficult to see from one end of the pitch to the other at the minute. But uh, hopefully hopefully that will improve a small bit. But the rain is here to stay, I think, for the night. Um, both teams are out on the field and both teams are uh, warming up. Um, the team news from the Clara camp is that Paul Cody, their half-forward who did very well last week against Dance Ford, Paul Cody is out and their full-back Sean O'Shea is also out. So they are being replaced by Lester Ryan and young Darrett Lynn. So where they line out, we're not sure or haven't been told yet. On the Tullerone side, going by the programme, I haven't been speaking to a Tullerone person yet, but going by the programme, they have made two changes to their line-out from the team which was on the programme last week. Now, Ger Luby was on the programme last week. He's not there this week. He's replaced by Mark Simpson. Mark did play last week at wing-back. And the other change on the programme is... Bill Walton is not named on the programme tonight and he is replaced on the line-out on the programme by Peter Walsh. Peter Walsh did come on last week and had an immediate effect against Mullivat. So that's the team news at the moment. Um, Really, really wet evening. It's going to be a lottery, I suppose, and uh, very hard to judge on form tonight, but uh, the game is going ahead at the moment anyhow. 
Okay, uh, thanks uh, for that, Jerry. And uh, we're going to head off now and uh, we're uh, going to join um, Shane Coogan. Shane, where are you and what's the weather like? I'm here in Frisford. After coming into Frisford here in Oakland, all teams are out warm and up. So it's absolutely lashing rain. As the team's ever heard. So it is. Yeah, and uh, any any team news there? No, no, no team news yet. Huh? Um, the Martins are all out. There's a big panel there. Right. And you're all set to go. Well, we're drowned already. <laughs> right. We're, we're ready to go, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we'll be back to you later on. All right, Shane. So, all difficult conditions everywhere we go. Barry Henriquez keeping our list down in the Steag. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you, it, there might be bad elsewhere, but I'll tell you something. I've never seen anything as bad as it is at the moment. There's floods of water every inch of the road all the way down here, but they're not hurling on the road. They're hurling on the interstate pitches. Like, to look at the pitch, it's great. It's green and the flags are out and the lines are, the lines are uh, they're still visible. But, Pat, the heavens are absolutely torn down down here it's coming down I saw them clearing off the goal mouth as I came in with uh, with jugs and teacups and things like that to take the water out of goals and and, and at the end I see Nicky there on the WhatsApp saying there's, there's no consideration whatsoever for players and spectators and so I, I, I endorse that this is not a even for Hurling. The pitch is absolute. It's good, but I see lads even now, and they're going around and they're sloshing around in little puddles of water. Sure, Pat, that cannot be right when you look. Take into consideration, Eddie Crowley, the, the referee, he arrived in there about five minutes ago, and I said to Eddie, he said, uh, are you putting playing the pitch? Yeah. He said, yeah, the pitch is playable. Of course, the pitch would be playable. There's nothing on it, but there's a heap of water on it, and let there be one bad accident, and somebody will get it on the back of the neck. But at this moment in time, yeah, the match is on in town, in uh, in a stake, and the conditions are not getting better. Let me assure you that, and I have no sign whatsoever of a beating. Back to you in the studio. Thanks, Barry. So we go back down to John's Park, and uh, how are you going there, lads? Yeah, how are you, Pat Kieran here in Kieran there? He's just joined us in the in the confines of the chip and we're grand and dry we're the driest people in Ireland I'd say at the moment uh, it's lovely God knows what will happen when we open up the window to start the match uh, but one thing is notable Pat it's getting worse uh, there's no point in thinking that this might clear off or anything like it it's not going to the wind has picked up uh, when I was coming in through the gate it was um, it was fairly strong and it's going to be a cross field wind blowing from the roadside into the clubhouse side now it'll definitely favour the team that's playing down towards Norland Park there's no question of that but whether a wind or a condition can favour anyone in this kind of weather is debatable uh, it, it's, it, I suppose like what Barry said the pitch looks lovely we'll tell you after about 7 or 8 minutes how it looks you know because this is going to be very very tough conditions on, on players and on pitches and everything like that and it's, uh, it's going to be heavy going here Pat uh, I, I know you had Barry on earlier there about the race and it's certainly it's gone beyond yielding at this stage it's heavy and uh, it, it, I can't see a very high scoring game here certainly Comer we all know their defensive qualities and uh, Glenmore have been getting high scores in the game so far but conditions like this you just cannot see a high scoring game the big thing here is we hope everybody gets home here without an injury and gets to round four I think that would be the big bonus out of tonight I know the games have to be played but 
you'd question whether these conditions are playable or not. I don't want to get too controversial, but I have my doubts about it. What do you think, Kieran? No, definitely not, Kieran. He's just looking out of the car window there at the goals, and you can see the locks of water in on the goal mounts there, and you can even see the pools of water now on the bank in front of us here on the steps in, in John's Park as well. Even with the dugouts, it's, I don't know, I, I wouldn't let the cat out in it. Or, <laughs> you know, it's it's terrible. And looking at the people across over at the wall as well, just over at Kieran Cemetery, like, you know, if if this game is called off, they're, they're going to be absolutely drowned as well going home. But it makes no sense now to me to be playing games in these conditions, you know. Um, like you said, just hopefully there's no injuries if the game does go ahead and, you know, everyone gets through to round four and... Um, look, we'll see how it goes, Kieran. But at the moment, it's it's going to be very, very tough conditions, and I'd I'd feel sorry for any player, but especially the goalies as well, standing these goals here tonight. Yeah, it's going to be very cold on hands and things like that. Uh, I'd be pretty certain the game is going ahead, Kieran. I'd, I'd imagine we would know at this stage if it was off, and uh, the goalkeepers are out doing that bit of a warm up. Out, uh, I was going to say in the goal mode, there's a kind of more of a swimming pool over there. Um, and uh, there's actually a notification coming here now. Yeah, they're warming up down the fire, fire pitch, Kieran. So I'd say they're yeah, definitely going yeah, ahead. The game's stage. going ahead anyway, Pat. That's one thing we can tell you, um, certainly based on what we can see here at the moment. And uh, do you think they'll, it'll finish like? That's the question. Yeah, well, I suppose whatever about the wind and rain, the one thing that has to be factored in here is the darkness. It's real. It's gone really dark. It's closed in. You know, last night was a nice enough old night, and it was still dark at half nine. And it's spilling rain, and the clouds are down more or less on top of our heads at the moment here. And uh, that would be the one concern I'd have would be the darkness. You know, the players look. Once they get going, they'll horse away through the wind and rain. You know, they'll be all right like that, but. I, I've questioned the marks over visibility of the hurling ball in a night like tonight. It's just, look, you know, I don't think it should have gone ahead, but look, it is going ahead, I suppose, so we'll deal with that. Yeah, there's floodlights gone in down on the far pitch down here, <laughs> pitch three, and we could be moving down there, Pat, by the end of the night, the way things are going here, if it, if it doesn't break up soon. Yeah, yeah, we better move yeah. the van. <laughs> Okay, lads, uh, we'll uh, check back with you uh, in a little while. And uh, now we're heading off to Bally Raggett, and that has uh, Liz Downey against Connie Shamrocks. And uh, Connor Brennan is there. Connor, how are you? Wh- what's your thoughts? Oh, Pat, it's it's not great here at the moment. As I as I I just arrived in the last couple of minutes to Bally Raggett, and I I haven't even ventured out of the car yet. I won't lie to you; it's absolutely brutal. The match is going ahead. Uh, from what I've been told, the people I've met thus far, um, uh, as I as I've ventured across, and um, yeah, it, it it's going to be a tough, tough night for Hurling. Um, it's it's gotten worse in particular now, Pat, in the last fifteen twenty minutes, uh, as I've come across from home to Ballyragget here. So look, it's, we'll keep you abreast of everything, as 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 you can imagine. But it's going to be, as Kiran just said, it's going to be a low scoring. It's going to be a low scoring match. Uh, with 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 everything at a premium now at the moment the way things are. Danny Connor, you're soft. You didn't even go to the car yet. <laughs> I I'm, I'm building up the courage as I speak here now, Pat. I tell you, as Kieran Harry said, you wouldn't put out a catch. You wouldn't put out anything in it tonight. Now, to be honest, it's absolutely brutal. Brutal. Okay, and uh, of course, like the the pitches be grand because this time of the year. But uh, how would uh, the, what about the, the the light overhead? It can't be any better out in Ballyragget. Yeah, I just heard Kieran there speaking about it earlier. There, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, it's going to be very very dark, very very quick. I'd imagine by eight o'clock, I'd be very interested to see what sort of light there is there. But uh, what's what's really making it tough is there's a cross field, cross wind 
with the rain and, and that's actually going to make things a far far more tr- tricky as I sit watching here it's really going across the field in Ballyragget here so it's going to be a real tough tough match for either team I don't think the wind will benefit either team the way things are the way the wind is blowing across so it's going to make very things very very difficult to be honest with you OK so uh, you'll venture out eventually Pat, as soon as I yeah, let me off here now I'll, I'll brave the elements and say a prayer for me won't you Okay, and uh, thanks, Connor. Uh, we head back out to Dane's Fort. It's fairly open out there, and uh, Paddy Kelly. You're, uh, actually, you know that you know that yourself. <laughs> there's no shelter here at the moment, obviously. Sorry, but look, uh, I don't think there's any changes as such on on air team there at the moment uh, between the bridge and James Stevens here in Dane's Fort. So we throw in at seven o'clock there at the moment. So the match is going ahead at the moment, Pat. So uh, I think uh, just call out uh, Dennis Bridger and it's clear. Uh, Danny Coyne and the Marcy and uh, Daniel Murphy and Shane Bourne David Blanchfield and Conor Murphy there in the half-back line uh, just in the, in the middle of the field is Bill Hughes and Kevin Blanchfield Jimmy Hughes Sean Marcy and uh, Timmy Kelly there and then there's Nicky Clear Stephen Holden and Jack Campion now I don't know if uh, Blanchfield is back at the moment but uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to any of the mentors there to see if there's any change there but I'll I'll update you later on there all right, Paddy, thanks. And I know you're battling the elements and uh, trying to keep notes and everything during this thing is going to be something else. Uh, Nikki Brennan, um, there's word coming in uh, that uh, it looks like the dogs will be called off and uh, now an inspection, of the, an inspection of the track is now on. That looks like that way, Pat. Yeah, we're just getting that message as well. So it looks like uh, it's okay for the hurlers to play, but the dogs are not being given. The dogs are getting the night off. It looks like that, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'll go back down to Kiran and the two Kirans. Yeah, it's um, it's strange as we're just saying, Kiran. The dogs, the dogs will be called off. We let the lads out in it, but sure, look, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, Kiran, we will have to get on to Barry and see if we can get some some wet protection pants for the for, <laughs> along with the TC Tires jacket going forward if this is the way our, our, our weather is going to be for the, the next uh, couple of weeks but um, yeah Comer are just warming up out here in front of us no sign of Glenmore out yet but uh, Comer going through their paces there and uh, a couple of positional changes Kieran you'd see um, John Down going up to the half forward line you'd see why in a night like tonight you know a big strong man he'd be well able to win his ball up there he will and uh, he played quite well there against the Shamrocks last Saturday night above in Kilmana he got on an awful lot of ball got a point early on and uh, he was putting a fierce amount of pressure on the Shamrocks half back line you know the way the Shamrocks like to build that platform so they can set up the attacks and he was one of the ones who was putting savage pressure on the Shamrocks so there's no there's no uh, surprise at all to see him continuing there um, and uh, Owen, Owen Brennan, Brennan yeah. yeah Owen Brennan Teddy Brennan who started last week he scored five points from play had a very good championship for Comer last year their first round win over Greg Ballycallan and their quarter final defeat to Tullerone he was excellent in both of those games so he'll be looking to kick on as well he, he obviously just missed a little bit maybe at the start I'm not sure it was the away or whatever but uh, he did miss the first round I think uh, so he's um, he's back in and a big addition well able to take a score Jack Boogie at centre forward did a great job in Richie Reid last week he'll obviously be looking to do the same on Owen Murphy tonight uh, that'll be a good battle and it'll probably be one of the battles that'll help to decide who wins this game so look I'm looking forward to this game Kieran. I, I, I do wish the players well it's going to be difficult and I uh, hope to God nobody comes out of this injured look uh, that's the big concern I have tonight anyway 
Yeah, and Kieran, I suppose James Brennan coming in at the half-back line as well. You could see why well, you could need a player like him tonight. He has good legs. He's well able to get forward. You know, we saw him last year in, in, in the games. You know, he's brilliant at attacking up that wing. So he, as a player like him, it could be crucial tonight as well. Yeah, and uh, there's no doubt that Colmer welcome him back. He was one of our better players last year. Himself and Conor Mack on the other wing. The two of them, as you say, were driving forward and creating attacks. And Delaney would hold the middle then and uh, give them a bit of a stability. But Brennan's a right good hurler. He had a sensation in season last year. He was in our running for uh, picking on the club team of the year and uh, he was very good and he'll be a huge addition they'll welcome him back definitely yeah and I see Gladmore just after appearing down at the far goal here in Johns Park um, they're just in a huddle there at the moment hopefully we're, we're not too far away we've just gone 5-7 to seven here down in Johns Park so it'll be interesting to see you know, what, what way they'll line out and who's going to be playing with the breeze um, the referee hasn't come out yet here on I don't see yeah I saw Julian Dwyer and a couple of others inside and they were taking shelter let's just say they weren't out in the elements anyway no uh, don't see anyone out there. actually a good crowd coming in Kieran. just at the last minute I was I was a bit worried there a few minutes ago that we were going to have hardly anybody but the far side is filling up nicely now they're like cattle they're gone with their <laughs> back to the teacher they have their backs to the wall over there with umbrellas and that uh, look it's going to be a small crowd but it is a lot bigger than I thought it might be given the conditions actually look the diehards will go no matter what won't yeah they? exactly you know? like the dubs Kieran, snaking in just before the, the whistle <laughs> the, the ball is thrown in just before um, but yeah Glenmore just going through their paces there now doing a few sprints and uh, just trying to get themselves warm they'll definitely have to be warm tonight in, in these conditions and I don't think the rain is as heavy it's kind of after easing off it's still it's more a miss now than anything isn't it yeah it is uh, definitely that heavy rain has just eased off now whether it's gone or not is questionable but it has eased off for the moment anyway the wind is quite uh, swirling around the place it definitely is favouring the team playing towards Nolan Park um, but it is, it's obviously coming very cross field as well from the Hebron Road over towards the dressing room uh, see there you're asking about the refs see Conor River Taking, taking the field now sprinting out towards the middle not long before throwing here Kieran another couple of minutes I'd say yeah no I don't and I imagine Kieran the players will be mad to get going now you know just get 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 on with the elements now they're, the game is going ahead so just get out now and get going and um, they're looking for both captains there the, the Shane Fien is the Aaron's own captain and uh, we'll see who's going in there it looks like Shane Murphy's going in there's, I know there's a uh, Oh yeah, it's vice captain is Owen Elder, but Shane Murphy's gone in for the toss, so we'll keep an eye on now to see who's playing which way now in the first half and who will be aided by the breeze. And a big campaign for the likes of Shane Murphy, Kieran, a lad who's been in around the training panel with Kilkenny, have a good club championship here, there's no doubt, but that this place is up for grabs on the 26 and even on the 15, and you know, a lad sticks his hand up here, he'll be straight in, I, I, I would say, and he's a lad now, I'd be keeping an eye on, big, strong, athletic fellow and well able to hurl. Oh, definitely. Uh, he, he could make a kick if he, if he hurls well in this championship. Yeah, and especially the way the game has gone, Kieran, you need attacking half-backs or lads that can take scores from distance, you know, and we, we see last year Shane Murphy come through a lot there from from midfield or the half back line well able to take his score both left and right it doesn't matter in which way he goes so um, definitely lads like him now will, will have to step it up a bit you know and get get in Derek's picture and try get into that 26 and push maybe for a starting place exactly and he's he's one of the, you know with the way Hurling has gone at the moment he's very composed on the ball he can pick out a player with a you know 25 30 yard stick pass and uh, he, he he's certainly a lad that I'll be keeping an eye on this year one of many of course you know yeah, no, ready to go, no, definitely. Yeah, just just ready to go here. Missing the most important thing. Fucking <laughs> yeah, a ball. They're looking for there. So, um, yeah, all set to go. It looks like Lemore's shooting into the the town end goal here in Johns Park, and Aaron's owner shooting into the we'll say the Hebron end goal. 
and we're just underway here Conor Everard actually drops the ball there as he went to throw it in but he, he'll get a second chance at it we'll forgive him for that one and we're underway and on comes the ball comes Shane Doherty he's carrying the ball in towards the 45 yard line met with a heavy hit there from Owen Moore and he loses the ball picked up by John Dowd he plays a lovely ball into the middle towards Jack Boogie Jack Boogie passes the ball out to the, his on-running Chris Carf. Chris Carf doesn't grab hold but Jack Boogie has it again he hand passes back to John Dowd John Dowd has it so, Saul dummies the ball hits it in low and hard into the full forward line miscontrolled there by number 17 who's on Brennan and it looks like Glenmore coming out with but they lose the ball again and onto it comes Chris Carf. Chris Carf has the ball in his hand now held up there by Owen Murphy chance for Jack Boogie to get the first score of the game just dropping in there towards the goal and gone over the bar here on Great score by Jack Boogie into the teeth of the breeze, 65 yards out. Good work from Chris Carr to set it up. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, off the right-hand side, a brilliant brilliant score from from Jack Boogie. Good puck out there from Mikey Kerwin, dropping this one well off down between probably 30 yards out. On two it comes Eaton Field, and he can't control it. Now comes, looks like, O'Moore over the far side. It's actually 26, James Brennan, and he wins a free for Aaron's on. Looking to get on with it quickly. He's looking, he's going to drive it in towards the corner there, towards Michael Brennan. But referee Conor Everard says to bring the ball back to its place. And uh, James Brennan stands over again. He looks up, he sees Conor Delaney in the middle. Chance for Conor Delaney now to play this one in towards the full forward line. He drops this one lovely right in full front of the full forward line. Ball plays through, but Mikey Kerwin picks it up and hand passes it out to his corner back, who's Sean Duggan. Sean Duggan looks to carry it out. He's not too many options in front of him. Plays that one short but well picked up there by Kieran Vereker he plays it out towards Billy Reid Billy Reid lovely crossfield ball in towards the corner here towards Ian Duggan lets this one run in front of him the ball spins on down in front of him Ian, du- or Ian Byrne has it in his hand looking to take on his marker here he turns in sight tries to flick the ball over the head but maybe should have Kieran took on the chance there rather than trying to flick it over a lad's head tonight no it's not the night for that no definitely not no he had the chance to get the shot in or get it across the field and uh, probably should have taken that Kieran yeah yeah no definitely he had to beat Zavi's man there so he should have maybe pulled the trigger on it man of his skill but a uh, line ball here now just shy at midfield here and the Glenmore man cutting it across is Dean Croke plays a lovely ball in towards Alan Murphy Alan Murphy will definitely shoot he strikes it in towards the post and it's gone straight over the bar brilliant score there by Alan Murphy Kieran. Oh, sensational score Kieran. the lane ball was fizzed across the field to him instant touch and onto his right hand side and over the bar from 50 yards out magnificent score in a night like tonight yeah two brilliant scores so far Kieran, by both yep. teams Glenmore will be looking to build on this now they do have the breeze and the aid of it you know yeah uh, poke out there one by Owen Murphy he plays it in lovely flick by Ian Byrne Alan Murphy wasn't on the same wavelength there and Ian should probably just keep it simple on a night like tonight just get the ball in your hand and try to work it in rather than train these flicks but a good crossfield ball there sent across by Owen Brennan this one's hanging up in the air Sean Duggan has it he can't hold on to it gets a second second try at it on to it comes Shane Murphy but the referee blows for a foul there and uh, Richie Hennessy is blown there for, for a free and a uh, chance for Comer to win to a two points to one lead for for Aaron's own and uh, the towel man running in here he'll be a busy man tonight yeah he definitely will and I'd say there'll be plenty of towels as well tonight so let's see now first free for Jack Boogie he's just probably about 50 yards out hitting it in towards the Hebron Road goal chance for him to hit in his second point and Kieran. if one thing's for definite the rain is after picking up again it is and the wind and there's a gang of smart lads after <laughs> taking shelter under the hood here well done boys what's up with you from? What club are you from? From Comer, good lads. And that free drop short. 
well taken there by keeper Mikey Carey he grabbed that in the first attempt and it'll just tell you Kieran, if Jack Boogie's dropping them one short it'll tell you how strong that rain, wind and rain is out there yeah he's halfway between the 70 and the 50 yard lanes and it drops short let's tell you about the wind there. yeah absolutely chance for Comer here again they, they get this ball lovely ball in towards Chris Carf. Chris Carf plays this one in towards the goals hanging up lovely for Dan Coogan Dan Coogan has it in his hand tries to turn plays it back out the pitch towards John Dowd John Dowd has it in his hand now strikes it in towards the goal will this one drop short again Mikey Kerwin does well there to control that tricky one for him with the way the wind is hanging up there and he plays a long ball down to the side here towards Eaton Feeling. Eaton Feeling can't gather it on the first attempt there's a crowd coming in but on to it comes I think it's William Hennis or it's Cahill Byrne Colin Burris strikes this one in towards the goal and Colin Byrne makes no mistake Kieran, and that is brilliant clinical finishing on a night like tonight yeah great score down along the left hand side and shot from about uh, 35 yards out but it just shows you the importance of breaking ball Kieran. he latched onto it and got it and these conditions have just deteriorated markedly in the last couple of minutes this is horrendous here yeah the even the, the rain is pouring in on ourselves here as well I think I'll have to stand up Kieran, but uh, a free there now won by John Dowd chance here for Jack Boogie again but he's going to be under pressure here Kieran, where he's standing between the 50 and the He's probably just on the 65 yard line really and if yep. he's dropped the other one short he's going to struggle with this one. He is and, and of course if you, go, if you give it too much power you'll lose the accuracy so uh, really difficult for you almost on the sideline. Yeah no definitely and uh, Stephen Delaney just going in there to make sure he has the ball in the correct position and the towel man is heading off again but uh, Jack just throwing up the piece of grass there to see what way the wind is going and it'd be hard to guess it the way it is at the moment going for left right but he gets a cleaner strike on this time but drops in short again lovely flick in there by in the corner it looked like uh, Michael, was it Michael Brennan, Brennan? Yeah, yeah he got a flick on it but uh, just went out to the right hand post and wide and it's still two points to one here in Johns Park and Mikey Kerwin standing over this puck out again I wonder is he a son of Frank Kerwin's Kieran uh, because if Frank was fucking it out with that wind he'd landed in Nolan Park so yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it ends up Kieran um He's getting a lovely strike on it and a brilliant strike. This one's going to drop down just on between the 45 and 21. And onto it comes Dean Croke. Dean Croke has it in his hand. Well held up there by the Comer defence. And referee Conor Everard awards a free in there. And uh, Kieran, brilliant control there by, by um, Dean Croke. You know, brilliant puck out, but to be able to hang on to the ball in, in those conditions it, it was brilliant and won his free yeah he did well he's not the biggest man in the world uh, and he did well to control the ball held on to it uh, Niall Mack actually had a good job done but he just held him he just pulled the jersey at the last minute there and a definite free in and uh, Alan will be uh, looking to get off the mark with this one definitely a yeah, chance for, for Glenn Moore to make it three points to one here in, in Johns Park and it's just about six minutes gone here on in the, in the first half here so three points to one here Pat at the moment OK we're going to head uh, up to Orlingford uh, Jerry Drennan and Jerry is watching uh, the game between Clara and Tullerone Jerry Yes Pat big minutes gone here in Orlingford and Clara are leading two points to one Clara won the toss and Liam Ryan elects to play with a strong wind wind and rain behind him now they had a point from uh, Matt Kenny earlier on from distance and then Shane Walsh replied to that with a point for Tullerone from a 30 metre free Chris Bulger has hit the first goal from play and it's two points to one in favour of Clara who have the aid of the elements at this stage but a good even game and a hard battling going on here in Orlingford at the moment Alright thanks Jerry. we head to the other end of the county and uh, Barry Henriquez in Innesteeg We're here in Innesteeg in the Midlands in the, in the Nye River and the score at this moment in time is Thomas down three points and Blacks and White 
have uh, no score. Uh, the conditions, as I said, we say no more about that. The only thing, the only thing you have, have out, even a good raincoat, would be happy going out of this rain. But uh, it's it, it, it stop start and the slipping. When one body goes around, on three occasions I've, I've seen four bodies on the ground. And that's the underfoot traditions as such as they are, you know. I would have to think what the interesting uh, pitch is going to be like after this. But be that as it may, the lads are going at it, Pat, but it's purely a lottery. And do you know what a big problem is here? The light at the end of the day, in the second half, I doubt very much that we will see too much that's going on at the far end of the field. I'm here in the press box here, and the only people that are at the match are here in the press box with me, under the under the roof of the, the club rooms. But uh, after nine minutes of play, it's uh, three minutes to one. There was a point there scored there. Sam Bourne got the point for Blacks and Whites, three to one in favour of the Thomastown lads. There's nine minutes and 31 seconds and counting. And as soon as I get out of in the stage, the different end, the better. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> OK, thanks, Barry. Uh, back to St. John's Park. Yeah, welcome back, Pat. It's now five points to one to Glenmore. And I tell you, two brilliant scores there, Kieran. One from Gerald Ward from acute angle. It would be even in any good weather you'd be saying a brilliant score and he judged it perfectly to just creep it in around the post yeah and Owen Murphy followed that up with an excellent one as well then from just in front of us here Glenmore on the attack yeah Glenmore on the attack here good run in, in, in on the, the side there from Eaton Field and played it back out towards Alan Murphy Alan Murphy just lost his feet at the wrong minute we have a bit of a the ball breaks across the chair chance for Carl Byrne but a brilliant save there from keeper Sean Boogie he let fly on it probably didn't catch it as clean as he wanted Kieran, but a great save altogether in these conditions yeah he probably even had time to just get it up and, and bury it you know but he went for the ground stroke wouldn't give out to him for doing that just didn't catch it right no and um, the other score then came from Owen Murphy from distance a brilliant score judged the win perfect and it's where he played in the goal Kieran. <laughs> but uh, Ian Bourne picks it up here he strikes this one in towards the goal this one's going to drop short tricky one for the keeper there uh, Sean Boogie but he does well catches it excellently well shielded there by Conor Delaney and uh, ball goes down the pitch on to it comes looks like that, um, Owen Brennan he plays this one just drops short in again and well picked up there by the full back Owen Alward he plays out to the side here towards Billy Reid Billy Reid looks up plays this one in towards Alan Murphy Alan Murphy just out at the 45 yard line well shielded there by Conor Delaney Conor Delaney picks it up now looks up and he loses his footing Played lovely ball down the lane towards Owen Brennan. Plays lovely ball in towards John Dowd. He looks up towards the post, but the wind is going to grab hold of that again. And Shane Coogan tries to catch it, but he can't hold on to it. And on comes again cornerback Sean Duggan, who has been busy in this opening 10 minutes. And he gets blocked down, but he's still there trying to work the ball out. Ball okay, lads, we're going to head out to Dane's Fort to Spence Bridge against uh, James Stevens, Paddy Kelly. How are you doing, Pat? Uh, at the moment, it's Dennis uh, Bridge, uh, three points. Uh, James Stevens two points now. James Stevens have a free here to level at the moment. Freeze in the fourth and second minute there by Nicky Clear uh, gave the the Brendan's Bridge a two points in the lead. But a nice work point there up to Tiger Dwyer for James Stevens put it over the bar. Then a free, uh, another a nice free there by Kevin Blanchfield or sorry a nice play from Kevin Blanchfield put over that minute. Then Brendan's Bridge three points to to one there. But Owen Gilfoyle then tapped over a free and he's and he's just roving that one wide at the moment there so Pat at the moment and here in the bridge with 10 minutes gone it's uh, our, and James Ford I beg your pardon it's Venice Bridge 3 points James 2 points back to you in the studio Pat ok the thanks uh, thanks for that uh, Paddy back to uh, St John's Park yeah and two more great scores there Pat from Glenmore 
Gerald looks as sharp as a razor there in the full forward line. He he's, he has had a full back there. Neil McMahon under a lot of pressure and uh, he caught in lovely there and off the hurl he pulled it over the bar and then a brilliant score again by Alan Murphy. Kieran, he, he judging the win perfect so far, isn't he? Yeah, we were right in line behind it and he aimed it for off out around the corner flag and it floated back in over the bar and sensational score on a night like tonight. And a bit of a schmozzle there between John Dowd and Owen Murphy and ref has let the play go on and Shane Murphy picks up this ball. He, he gets well... Marshall there by Jack Boogie but finds space in the middle and finds Dean Croke he's going to play this one in towards Gerald Gerald's out front again if he gets it in his hand first time he's dangerous just fails to hold it but he's after breaking the first tackle and he's heading in towards Neil McMahon again plays a lovely ball in towards Cahill Byrne there's space here for Cahill Byrne if he can break through but well shielded there by James Brennan ball plays back out the pitch lovely low ball played inside there's two on one here Kieran if the ball get the ball worked in but well defended there by, by Aaron Zone he if maybe he should have just pulled on that one to play it through but look it's it's easier said than done on a night like tonight and uh, Conor Everard blows the whistle there for for a pick off the ground and I say he's going to go back down here towards Owen Murphy there seemed to be a small bit of a schmozzle there between Owen Murphy and John Dowd and it'll be yeah. interesting to see maybe he's just gone down injured but um, might be nothing more than that yeah hopefully it's not more than that Kieran yeah he's putting his helmet back on now so it looks like he's okay very interested in the full forward line here Glenmore leaving one inside it's generally Jerry Elbert and sometimes Liam Ian Byrne and the two corner forwards are making these kind of dummy runs and then the boys dropped his ball into the space for Jerry Elbert to run onto he's getting the better in Isle Mack at the moment Alan Murphy and Conor Delaney are having a great battle as well but you'd have to say Murphy's on top there too two pivotal battles and Glenmore are on top in both OK, lads, we're going to head out to uh, Freshford at St. Martins and the Fenians and Shane Coogan. Well, Pat, um, 14 minutes gone here, Pat, St. Martins and two points to two. So look, as I said to you, the conditions, Martins are playing with the wind. Um, but there are only three points, and there are two points that are coming from Shane Kings to the freeze. One in four minutes, uh, the next one on nine, and the last one there on 14 minutes. In a point in between that three from Mark Webster from Johnstown and a good point from Clay from Cahill Field in their corner forward. Um, so as it is, look, it's two and four. It's, look, keep saying it, the conditions, people are slipping, sliding. The ball is not going where it's meant to go. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard going. Look, All right, three, Shane. And the score again? Three points to three to St. Martins. Okay, thanks, uh, Shane, and uh, we're heading out to Bally Ragus and uh, Connor Brennan. Connor, hey, Pat, yeah, we're bu- we're about uh, thirteen and a half minutes gone here in the four opening half. Here, uh, there's only leading by them by uh, four points to two at the moment. Uh, practically all freeze so far, bar one point from play uh, for Connie and one point from play for Liz Downey. It's been all freeze other than that. Um, reasonable in spite of the uh, brutal conditions if you can imagine are here we're, we're blessed that we have floodlights which makes the viewing uh, of the game a little bit easier from that point of view as regards managing with the lack of light but uh, it's been fairly even so far I mean Liz Downey probably have the better of it in terms of slightly in terms of the physical exchanges and better maybe maintain a better position of the ball uh, and being able to work it through the hands maybe slightly better but to be honest with you Pat it's very hard to to make sense of it all in the lottery that it is with the weather conditions here look credit to everybody in Valley Ragage in spite of the weather the pitch is absolutely brilliant Nick there's not a blade of grass nearly out of place in the place so it's um, there's no fear of that in terms of what, the way the play is going but it is very slippy very skeety players are slipping and sliding all over the place and it is making control of the ball 
that bit much more difficult. But as I said, they only have the advantage, and they look like they want to increase that advantage now as I speak with a point from their centre forward, David O'Carroll. So it's now five points to Liz Downey, two points to Connie, and we're probably at the halfway point of the first half here now, Pat. Uh, thanks, uh, Connor. Back to St John's Park, and uh, Glenmore still in control, lads. Yeah, seven points to two here, Pat. Now in St John's Park, uh, Jack Boogie has just got a free back for. Aaron's on an easier chance for him Kieran that time you know just in and around the 21 and that'll do his confidence no, no harm yeah he was probably he was in closer than the previous ones he was he was probably, he was probably about 35 yards out I tell you one thing he needed every bit of it it sounds like a close free but it's not on a night like tonight but he did get the score that was the important thing yeah and a chance here now for Alan Murphy it's interesting to see Alan coming out this distance uh, Kieran I obviously fancied with the breeze you said maybe Owen might have took it and left Alan in around the square but with a breeze like tonight he's probably was he Hundred jars out. Yeah, he's, he's the guts of it anyway. He'll fancy the distance anyway, no doubt. He definitely has the distance, but it just goes out to the left and wide. It's probably the first wide, is it? For for yep. for for Glenmore tonight. For Glenmore, yeah. yeah, Comer have had two. Comer have had two. So Sean Boogie gets his underway again. He drops a good puck out there with Chris Cork can't hold on to it. Al Murphy breaks onto it and he wins another free for Glenmore. And like you say, Kieran, Alan Murphy has been busy so far, and Conor Delaney just struggling to keep into his pace. Yeah, Alan's getting the better of that battle, there's no doubt. He's everywhere at the moment. He's he's central to every attack that they build, either uh, the ball directly to him or the ball that goes inside comes back out to him. It's, he's central to everything they do. Hurling fierce well, and he looks in great shape, in fairness to him. Oh, absolutely. And this should be an easier free for, for Alan this time round. He's just probably halfway really on, on the pitch centre of the field here in Johns Park and a chance for him to extend Glen Moore's lead is 7 points to 2 at the moment we have about 14 or 15 minutes played and a chance here now for Alan Murphy he's just after dropping the ball going through his usual free taking motion and he bends lifts and strikes and he drives this one as well out to the left hand post and wide and a second wide there on and just tell you how hard that wind is to judge uh, well when you see Alan Murphy missing freeze from 50 yards out straight in front of the goal you know it's tough conditions great puck out there by Sean Boogie straight into Chris Carr's hand the ball comes in around the square Shane Coogan trying to gather it there but again Sean Duggan has been excellent in this in this first quarter and he comes out with that ball busting player and plays a lovely ball into the middle towards Owen Murphy Owen Murphy strikes this one down towards Cahill Byrne well batted down there by James Brennan out to it comes Michael Brennan Michael Brennan can't gather it and Alan Murphy has it now he looks up he's going to switch this one there's it's lovely if Ian Byrne had to just get that flick on it but well read there by Niall McMahon and he's trying to break the tackle of Ger Elward and Ger Elward just goes in a bit too high on Niall um, McMahon and uh, Kieran, a handy free out. Yeah, handy free out, Kieran. Niall Mack did well there. As you say, when the ball was dropping, it was dangerous if uh, Ian Burnett to get a touch on it and bring it through. He was clean in on goal. But uh, that diagonal ball again that's causing problems. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, lads, we're heading up to Arlingford and we see how Tullerone and Clara are getting on Jerry Drennan. 18 minutes gone here in Arlingford and Tullerone are leading five points to four. When last we spoke, Clara were on top 2 1. But Mossy Cohen picked off a pint on the left after a good pass from Dylan Simpson and then Shane Walsh won, uh, put over a free after a foul on the hard-working Peter Walsh. Walsh. Peter Walsh himself then put over a pint to leave it 4-2. Martin O'Connell came back and hit one from play for uh, Clara and then John Murphy had a great goal chance but his effort was snuffed out, out for 65 which uh, was converted by Derek Lynn. Mossy Cohen has put over another pint on the right side one on the left and one on the right. He's in great, great form here this evening. So Tullerone lead after 18 minutes of play Five pints to four. Clara have the aid of the breeze, and it's 
Uh, Dylan Simpson after putting over a pint there now for Tullerone from 40 metres out. So Tullerone, six pints, Cara, four pints. Thanks, Jerry. That's Jerry Drennan out there in Arlingford, back to St. John's Park. Yeah, the free just right in front of us here in John's Park for Alan Murphy. And we have the lights on here now. Nicky's after turning on for I say we couldn't need them lights out in the pitch, Nicky, in the, in the not so distant future. But um, you're on a tricky enough free here again for, for Alan. It is, especially after missing the last couple. This is a tough one to come back to. Uh, he'll do well to score this now. Yeah, we've the perfect view of it here. Alan just picks it up. He's probably maybe 40 yards out from from his from the goal and he makes no mistake this time and he splits the post yeah, Kieran, brilliant, brilliant strike at the ball there brilliant strike especially after missing a couple of Kieran, your confidence might be down but it doesn't strike me that that is short in confidence now. no and that's Alan's four point of, of today two from freeze and two from play a good puck out here but again by Sean Boogie but Conor McMahon can't hold on to it. and Al Murphy has a plays a lovely ball in towards Owen Albert here for, or Richie Hennessy it is for Glenmore lovely crossfield ball here towards Gerald Albert he tries to pick it up to Glenn Moorman plays it back towards Owen Murphy good work there by John Dowd bottles up Owen Murphy and he's under pressure there Neil McMahon gets a flick on it good work there by, by the Aaron's own men to stop that it looked like Owen Murphy's going to get a clean strike away ball breaks across here towards Shane Murphy he tries to pick it up he can't get hold of it ball just playing around here in the middle well picked up there by Shane Murphy he's going to run into a lot of calmer trouble there and Kieran a lazy free there really wasn't it they kind of had him bottled up there and he wasn't going too far yeah he was surrounded by a few lads and just that lazy that lazy lean in to give away what he's now a scoreable chance he was under pressure to play the ball surrounded by defenders ok yeah. lads out today in sport and see how the bridge and uh, James Stevens are getting on Paddy Kelly how are you doing Pat there at the moment uh, four points about 20 minutes gone there kind of a war of attrition here at the moment uh, it's very hard to play in these conditions they're doing their very best there at the moment but uh, like I said uh, Okay, the line seems to be breaking up, but we can tell you that it's Bennis Bridge, four pints, and James Stevens, two pints, uh, 20 minutes gone, a war of attrition. Back to St. John's Park. Yeah, and another free there from Alan Murphy, and he splits the post, and the first yellow card of the game there for Owen Brennan for that tackle. He did come into the back of the player, dangerous enough tackle there, but uh, it's nine points to two, Kieran, and look, it's all Glenmore, really. It's all Glenmore, and there's a critical ten minutes here now for Comer. This will decide, you know, if they're not too far behind at half-time, they'll give themselves a chance to win it because the breeze is strong, but if they're too far behind, Glenmore will just pick him off in the second half. Lovely ground stroke in there towards Eaton Feeling. Eaton Feeling tries to get her. Oh, lovely dummy there by Eaton. He looks across, will he cross the ball? Strikes in towards the goal. Dangerous ball coming in here. Oh, well batted out there by Sean Boogie, but the referee, Conor Everett, had blown the whistle for a square ball and um, Gerald were just signalling to it, feeling to play it across a bit lower maybe, but uh, on a night like tonight, it's hard to know what way to, to play those balls. And a chance now for Comer with this free out just to get the ball down into their own half. Referee Conor Everard just stopping the play there for a moment. John Dowd is just fixing his helmet out there at the moment. And it's uh, nine points to two, and we have about 20 minutes on the clock at the moment. Probably just over, Kieran. Just, just a little over that, Kieran. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And a chance here now for Sean Buggy to launch this one down into his own half forward lane. Will he go short? I'll be trying to get away from his goal on a night like tonight, and he gets a good distance into that. Drives it down to the far side towards Michael Brennan. He can't get hold of that. The ball breaks down. Who'll come up with it? Looks like it's Owen Brennan has a play. It's a lovely ball into the middle there towards Shane Fien. Shane Fien is on the charge well. 
well battered up there and referee Conor Everard that deems Shane Fien to over carry that one and hang on to it for a bit longer than he probably did here on OK he did. lads uh, we're going to Innistig Barry Henriquez absolutely uh, yeah, yeah welcome to Innistig uh, where there's more water outside the field than there's inside the river the last time you were with me the three points and one in favour of Thomastown and uh, I can got the second point from the free for the Jackson White lads making a few attempts in the latter few minutes to attack the Thomastown goal up here at the end they're playing against the wind and against the obviously against the rain Tucker Henrihan then report put four points on the scoreboard, put a point on the scoreboard for Thomas Downman. Uh, an excellent point indeed, because any score today is an excellent score. You'd have to say that John, uh, John Donnelly increased the lead five points to two by 15 minutes. Uh, Jack Holden had the ball in the net in the 16th minute, but the referee called it back. Eddie Crowley's the referee called it back. He had awarded a free, and the free was right, pointed by Robbie Donnelly. Then Senator Doyle got a point on the rare occasion that Jackson White and Jack... The Thomastown goal up at this end has been in the 19th minute. He uh, added a point to the he added a point to the uh, Baxter White effort, made it two uh, six points to three. Luke Canella got a point then in the uh, 19th minute, 19 and a half minutes, seven to three. A great save by Keelan O'Grady uh, down at the Baxter White goal at the far end of the field. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And then a Robbie Donnelly point in the uh, 20 minutes. 20th minute, minute, eight points to three. Now, since I was talking to you, Thomas Downer got a goal and a point. Luke Canella got the goal. Mike Dick Burns has Luke Canella got the goal, and the entire press box agree with him. They're better eyes than I have, that's for sure. And uh, it's 1 9 at this moment in time pass. There's 26 minutes of play, 1 9 to Thomas Down, and it's uh, three points for Blacks and White, and the best. Re- the best retort I had in the press box here so far is by Jim Dunphy. He said that young uh, young O'Grady could come up to the near goal for the second half. He need to get a boat. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> All right, Barry. Uh, okay, and uh, we're heading out to Freshford and Shane Coogan. Freshford here. 26 minutes gone here, Pat. Uh, four points to three to St. Martin's. And Johnstown have a free in now, 21 yard free in to probably bring it four points apiece. Um, look, as as I said to you, the game is it's, it's all hard work, hard work, hard work all around the field. Lads doing their best and doing whatever they can and all this, like you know yourself in these conditions. So it's it's um, it's tough going. And the light now it's getting it's getting very dark. Okay, all right, Shane. We'll check in on that at half time. Uh, back to St John's Park. Yeah, and welcome back, Pat. Uh, 26 minutes gone here in Johns Park, and it's still nine points to two to, to uh, Glenmore. And conditions have really, really deteriorated here now, Kieran. It's it's frightening, really, to rain this fall. Yeah, I mean, we debated before the match, Kieran, whether it was playable or not, and at the moment it isn't, and there's no question about that. The light from the scoreboard, and it's not, you know, it's not a lamp or anything. It's just the the, the way the names are lit up. It's like a lad driving against you with the full headlights on, and that'll tell you how dark it is here at the moment. It's unbelievable conditions, and uh, if it had been like this, I'd say an hour ago the game wouldn't have gone ahead. They'll probably push on with it now, though. Yeah, the only thing is, Kieran, it doesn't seem to be. A surface warning appearing on the pitch from what we can see but a good strike there by Jack Boogie and he puts that one straight over the bar and that is an incredible score in these conditions he was out 45 yards out and a brilliant free there from Jack Boogie to make it a 6 point game here now 9 points to 3 and we're underway again good puck out there from the the, the Glenmore keeper Mikey Kerwin but 
Aaron's on around the charge again. Shane Coogan tries to come out to this one. He can't grab hold of it again, but in fairness to Glenmore, they're making it difficult. They're, they're defending in numbers. Cahill Byrne picks it up. He tries to break the first tackle. Close attention there by the close attention there by Shane Coogan and the, the ball is given a free in by Connor Everard to Glenmore and Owen Murphy's probably going to send this one in towards the corner here and sends a diagonal ball across down the pitch but that one's going to overrun Eaton Field and Kieran and you can see the, the kick off the ball there once it hit the ground oh, once it hit the ground it was gone it skeeted off it and we're underway again Sean Boogie gets us underway with the puck out he hand passes that one in towards the middle and great brave play there by Connor McMahon to win that catch and Connor Laney's hurl is held there by Shane Murphy and Kieran I'm not sure just my observation but are Aaron Glenmore getting easier frees in, in the first half you know Comer struggling to maybe they're not just have that possession of the ball really yeah probably just Glenmore have a bit more of the ball but uh, Comer doing well in this critical period here now another wide there and look we can barely see the umpires down at the far goal so we'll, we'll leave it up to the umpires to call those once Kieran. we won't be able to call it from here yeah visibility is desperate from here we're just slightly beyond halfway and the far end Kieran, we can barely see it no a good puck out there by Mikey Kerwin now we can see the surface water coming up there's water flying everywhere as Alan Murphy goes to attack that ball and well picked up there by Ed Moore he does well plays it down the lane but this one hits the flag and just goes out and uh, Conor McMahon was waiting for that one and it actually just hit the, the sideline flag and went out over the lane and he was definitely going to get that one into his hand and Alan Murphy comes out to take this one. I hope you're on both teams have fresh sets of jerseys in yeah. there at half time or I don't know what they'll do they'll have to ring Hennessy Dry Cleaners <laughs> but uh, Alan <laughs> Murphy cuts this one in towards middle oh, well held there by Ian Byrne chance for Alan Murphy now strikes this one in towards the goal this one is just going to tail out to the right hand side and wide and a fourth wide there now for Glenmore and uh, Sean Boogie tries to get the game underway again. It's still nine, nine points to three here in, in Johns Park. We're up on 29 minutes played. Good puck out there again. James Brennan does excellently well to hold on to that one. He breaks the first tackle. He's cut down through the middle there. He's under close attention by Cahill Byrne. Plays a lovely pass out, but well dispossessed there. Again by, by the Glenmore man. Sean Duggan coming out with the ball. Strikes this one in towards the the full forward line but the full forward line had just peeled out that one goes over Eaton Fields head Sean Boogie strikes this one down the lane John Dowd is there with Shane Murphy Shane bats it down in front of him Seth breaks it out in front of him loses his foot well held up there by John Dowd Shane's going to strike this one in towards Gerald in the go in the full forward line and this one goes out to the left hand post and waiting the fifth way there now for Glenmore it's uh, still nine points to three good puck out there from Sean Boogie that one just goes over Michael Brennan's head Oh Murphy comes on to it he breaks the first tackle he's on the attack here now looks up plays a lovely ball in front of Gerald Elward Gerald close attention there by Niall McMahon Gerald brushes off the tackle he's cut through there caught, caught in the headlock he's going to strike this one in towards the goal referee Conor Everard was giving him the advantage to take his score and Gerrard's after winning a lot of frees in there you know and a point, uh, two points from play as well Kieran. he's heard a fierce well Kieran, and Niall McMahon is a doughty opponent for anybody a teak tough defender and Gerrard's giving him fierce trouble he's after scoring two points setting up a couple of points and winning two frees as well he's having a great game in there Okay, yeah. lads, we're heading to Arlingford and see uh, how things are going between Clara and Tullerone. Jerry Drennan. Yeah, 29 minutes gone here in Arlingford on the stroke of half time. Last time we spoke, Tullerone led six points to four. They had another point then from Garrod Dunn, who is hurling very well. And 
the all-important score came in the 22nd minute when Shane Walsh brought a, go- a ball across the goal, the Clara goal mount. Jack Keown ap- appeared to poke at home. Mossy Keown was in the vicinity as well, but I give it to Jack. That led it 1-7 to 5 points. Lester Ryan had pulled back a point for, for Clara. Lester Ryan is only his best at midfield here for Clara. Um, Mossy Keown has hit 1-8, uh, made it 1-8 to 5 points. And we've just had a point now from Matt Kenny from a free. And the same player is just having a shot on goal, but it's gone to the left. So as uh, we approach half time, it's 1-8 to Tullerone, 6 points to Clara with Tullerone uh, with the favour of the wind and the uh, rain to come in the second half. All right. Uh, thanks, Jerry. And uh, heading up uh, to Ballyragget and uh, to uh, Connor Brennan. Connor, how are things going there with Liz Downey and Connie? Yeah, we're getting close to half time here now, Pat. Uh, Liz Downey's all the advantage still from the last time you spoke with me. It was five points to two in their favour. And now it's one six to Liz Downey, six points to Connie. Uh, look, there's very little between the teams as it stands now. Look, the goal for Liz Downey, I genuinely couldn't tell who scored it from my angle because, and I was right near the goal, it was a, a long ball in from Aiden Palace from a free, their Liz Downey goalie. Uh, from the middle of the field and it was dropped by one of the Connery defenders in the square and uh, Shamaz was followed and it just managed to trickle into the net behind Harold Downey in the Connery goal so I genuinely don't know who got the final touch to it it may have been David O'Farrell it may have been Andrew McAvoy I couldn't really tell but either way it's given Liz Downey a goal advantage as we're heading towards the half time break here Pat in the spill in the rain here in Ballyrish it's Liz Downey lead 1-6 to Connie Shamrock 6 points OK thanks Connor. back to Johns Park yeah the half time whistle is gone here in Johns Park uh, Pat it's 10 points to 3 in favour of Glenmore Alan Murphy get the final score the first half there from a free that's his 6 point of the game 2 from play 4 frees and uh, Kieran, you have to say Glenmore are full full do you know what they've full further further uh, half time lead? Ah, they are. Yeah, they've been the better team. Uh, look, very very difficult conditions for Comer. Hard to get the ball into the forwards, and when it goes in, it's hard to keep it in there. But uh, Glenmore do seem to have the better stickmen out there. The first touch of the likes of Alan and Owen Murphy is sensational out there. Jar Elbert having a great game in the full forward line. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be hard and coming. Seven points. It's not insurmountable, right? It's definitely not insurmountable. But I'd say uh, they're going to have to get a good start to the second half. Looks like Kyle Holland is going to go on for the second half. We'll confirm who comes off when the teams go back out onto the field. But uh, if Comer are going to have any chance here, they're going to have to get the first few scores of the second half. Maybe even a goal. You wouldn't know. And I think their best bet now is going to be their forwards getting on the ball and winning frees because Jack Boogie will point them. And obviously at the other end, then they've got to cut out the frees that they've been given away Alan Murphy's pointed four and he's out and he's missed three as well so they've the, the cornerbacks have been fouling a bit but look they're under so much pressure against that wind that was bound to happen I think there are two key elements now in the second half yeah. OK lads we'll be back to you now in a second just want to check in with Paddy Kelly out and Danes Ford Paddy Hello, Pat, uh, at the moment it's half time here at the moment and the Spanish Bridge are leading on a scoreline of seven points to three James Stevens there. Uh, the very hard conditions there at the moment. What I'm saying is that Ben Bridge had the, the wind assist there for the first half and uh, a few frees there from Mickey Spear has put him into a commanding position and a couple of points from, play from David Blanchard. Uh, the village or James Stevens haven't scored since the middle of the first half there, but in fairness, they are uh, playing against a very tight wind, tough wind there at the moment. So look, Pat, uh, back to you in the studio. At the moment, at half time in Dainsworth, it's Ben with seven points. 
James Stevens three points. Okay, uh, thanks for that, Paddy. Nine, one uh, nine points to two there. Uh, Glenn Moore, um, what's uh, the sc- half time score, lads? Ten points to three, Pat, Ten in three. Johns Park. Yeah, in favour of Glenn Moore. Okay, and, uh, and what about the light? Oh, <laughs> have you got any? <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's getting darker and darker here, Pat. Um, I'd say. If if uh, Conor Everard, I'd say he'd be he'll be eager to get the lads out. I'd say a bit quicker maybe before and you know get this second half going here on. We're watching the subs poking around here and you could even see a lad get the, a strike of a ball there. He he couldn't see it with the darkness there, so you know it's it's not great. And um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it, it peters out, but there's it's, it's, there's not much visibility here at the moment. Yeah, the rain's died off a bit, Kieran. In fairness, but that has been replaced by darkness and. Like this is a winter's match now. This is what it's like an old league match in the middle of January or something. It's really, really difficult. And uh, I'm, I'm going to stand over what I said earlier. Probably shouldn't have gone ahead. No, absolutely not. And um, we could even see Pat here down in front of us. Just the water is lodging even on the steps here in Johns Park as well. There was so much rain that did fall in that first half. Um, the goal mounts in fairness are, are keeping clear. The, the, there's no um, well, Auckland Gales groundsmen having to go in and clear off the the water. It was lodging there earlier on. But uh, probably as the goalkeepers are moving around, the water probably did disappear. There is a, still a bit there, but uh, the the second half when the players come back out, Kieran's going to be a very very greasy pitch again to get used to. And uh, like you said, look, it, it's going to be difficult for for Aaron Zone. They'll have to work on getting the ball in and maybe drawing on a few frees. But then you have the danger of Ian Byrne, Jarrell, or Cahill Byrne, you know, Ian Field, Alan Murphy. Yeah. And all, and all, um, in in the forward lane there, you know, they're they're bound to score two or three points as well. So it's, maybe Aaron's will have to get a goal as well. Yeah, I think we have to give credit, Kieran, to the O'Loughlin club here. The pitch is in brilliant condition. Is uh, I was worried that it might cut up when uh, the game was progressing. It hasn't. It's in it's in fantastic condition. And I mentioned in your program last Monday night about the quality. Of the pitch is all over the county, and uh, this is another example of that. And fair play to everyone in O'Loughlin's. Uh, you know, I, I can think of if it had been a number of years ago in many many places, there's no way the game would have gone ahead. But it's not the pitch. The pitch isn't the problem. It's the weather. And at the moment, that the biggest factor in the weather is the darkness. And you have to. Cure on, take your hat off to all the volunteers here tonight for India Lachlan Scales ground and all the grounds around the county. You know, and standing out in that weather, you know, take the favour off the patrons coming in and the young Steve McCormick here selling the programmes as well. You know, standing out in that rain and just have to take your your hat off to the volunteers. Ah, yeah, but sure, it's the lifeblood of the community and the organisation, Kieran, to keep it going. I was walking in there earlier on and there was lads out the pitch and they were getting solid drowned, but they were the ones who made sure that the game was going ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely, and we'll take our hats off to them every day especially on a nice late tonight. OK, lads, uh, we're going to head out to Freshford and uh, Shane Coogan, half-time there between uh, the Fenians and St. Martins. Yeah, half-time here, Pat. Uh, five points apiece at half-time. So I'd say the Johnstown men are a bit happier. They're going to be playing with the wind now in the second half. Um, so it should it should have been worth a couple of scores to St. Martins, but they just weren't able to... They got their four points, four points from Fries from Shane Kinsler and a point from centre-back from Brian Cody. Um, that was their five. Now, they had a lot of wayward, wayward misses in that look. As I said, the conditions, the forward line, Sean Hunt, the full forward line, Sean Hunt, uh, John Mulhall and Jamie Morrissey, the ball is not sticking for him. You know, it's just, it's just kind of going away. It's going in all right, but it's not staying there. Um, here's the Johnstown men out now. The pitch, as, as the boys were saying about fields and that patch, uh, the pitch here is a, is a mathless. It's... You wouldn't think there was any rain falling, but it's, you know it's it's a credit, it's a credit. 
Okay, thanks Shane. Uh, so, just to recap then on uh, half time or near half time, Bennis Bridge leading seven points to three against James Stevens. James Stevens play with the wind in the second half. Glenmore ten points to three up against uh, Aaron's own Castle Comer, uh, having played with the wind, and uh, Tullerone having played against the wind or leading uh, Clara one eight to six points. And uh, then St Martin's having played with the wind are level with the Fenians five points apiece. Uh, Liz Downey are one six to six ahead against uh, Connie. Not sure about the wind factor there. And uh, Thomastown one nine and uh, Blacks and Whites three points. So those are your score lines across this wet evening across the county. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Okay, we're back and uh, they're off and hurling down in the steak. Barry Henriquez. Well, Pat, I contradict you, they're off, but they might not be hurling, Pat. Let's uh, see another player down injured in the middle of the field. It's half time when you left me. It was uh, one... 14, well, sorry, 112 to three points, and then they, uh, they've been on for about three minutes in the second half, and it has not improved for the Blacks and Whites men because the Thomastown men have added a goal and a point, a great goal by John Joe, a goal and two points uh, change. Uh, the goal was scored by John Joe Farrell, and Mickey Link tells me that the two points were Robbie, Robbie Donnelly got them. So at this moment in time, after 33 minutes of play, 214 to three points, the floodlights are on here in, in the state. Uh, most of the light is being produced by uh, being uh, rendered by uh, Ford Ridge or bought by Mickey Ling. I collect a check for that one afterwards. But be that as it may, it's still uh, it's still as it was, Pat. It's purely, purely, purely a lottery here. And uh, uh, Thomas down by fair to be fair to them, they're playing the better hurling. But the the conditions are not conducive to playing better hurling. Pat, uh, what about the the light? The light yeah. is, is a problem, Pat. It's got very, very dark. Now, to be honest with you, Pat, I haven't a clue what's going on at the far end of the field. There's some, an awful lot of people here beside me are of the same opinion. They're saying that the light... And some, one of the lads here showed me a photograph of the game in John's Park. And it looks equally uh, testing for them inside John's Park. You'd want to be in the middle of the field, I suppose, to be able to see anything. But it's testing down here. It's right up the wind is coming in and the, right, and the rain has, a, has abated somewhat but I tell you something it's certainly not conducive to good hurling as I see that the uh, Dublin player looks, or a, a Thomas Down player looks like Johnny Donnelly is, is John Donnelly going up Luke Canellan Luke Canellan the goal scorer in the first half apparently he's been helped off or is he no, he's he's not gone. He's he's fairly he's fairly shook indeed. But as a result of it, he's sliding in tackle. That uh, Thomas Down attacking again and a free taken by Robbie Donnelly. He puts it over the bar to fifteen to three point thirty four minutes of play gone in total. That's the way it is in Thomas here in in, in the state pass. And to be honest with you, uh, you'd be a very foolish man to chance the uh, family silver on the outcome of this, other than the fact that a heavy hefty bet of the Thomas Down meant to win. Okay, keeper lit Barry. Good luck. <laughs> back uh, to St John's Park. Are you are you back and running? Yeah, welcome back, Pat. To St John's Park. There's five minutes played. It's eleven points to Glenmore. Five to Aaron's own. Aaron's own started the breaches here in the second half. A brilliant score there by John Dowd from about forty-five yards out. He cut in and shot lovely. Had plenty of distance on it as it went over the bar, and then 
the ball went down Kieran, and all the play really was Aaron's own and just one ball down the other side the point you were making and a free given away yeah I mean the, the one thing the corner that can't be doing now is giving away a freeze because as well as giving Alan Murphy a chance to give a score it's going to eat up the clock as well and uh, they, they, they've got to do anything other than foul down there try and win a few foul frees down in their own forwards uh, it's going to be a battle then more backs are hurling well yeah and then the second point coming then from Jack Boogie one from distance as well probably 45 yards out and we had a delay in play then Shane, Shane Coogan got a yellow card and uh, we're underway again good puck out there by Mikey Curran ball breaks across here onto it comes Conor McMahon but he can't hold on to his chance here for Gledmore struck in there lovely by Cahill Byrne his second point of the game and uh, excellent score in the conditions Kieran. a beautiful score yeah 50 yards out uh, got the ball went in towards the middle and uh, shot off his right hand side over the bar into the teeth of the breeze excellent score uh, stylish looking hurler that fella yeah no he's doing very well it's 12 points to 5 good puck out there again by Sean Boogie who'll come out with this one looks like it's Owen Alwar comes on to it well picked up there by Alan Murphy Billy Reid's on the charge now Billy Reid is cut through the middle there he has the legs on Connor Delaney Connor Delaney trying to get back on and plays it out there towards Cahill Byrne he strikes this one in towards the goals again but this time it goes out to the right hand post and wide as we look down but a good move there Kieran by Glenmore yeah good move by Glenmore a brilliant play by Billy Reid he took off like a hair went through Cahill Byrne supported him well probably just hit the shot too high and the wind caught it yeah good puck out there again by Sean Boogie Owen Brennan went to control that one and uh, just miscontrolled it but here is Shane Murphy on the charge now over on the far side here he's in on the, the, towards the f- lovely ball inside here towards Dean Croak Dean Croak has it in his hand plays it back out now towards Ian Byrne Ian Byrne still is a small little dummy strikes it off his left hand side in over the bar and his first score of the game Kieran a brilliant score an excellent team score about three or four different players involved Shane Murphy the arc uh, creator of that one busted up along the right hand wing popped it into Dean Croak Croak settled he could have taken a, a risky shot but didn't popped it out to Byrne and over yeah, and 13 points to 5 now in favour of Glenmore. Thir- 37 minutes on the clock and one change at half time there. Went off for. It was Dan Coogan off at half time to full forward and on came Cahill Hull. As we follow the play here now again, on to it comes on Albert. He picks it up. Well bottled up there by Shane Coogan. Ball comes out and Julian O'Dwyer signals a line ball for Aaron's own chance for them maybe to create something out of this. Here on his surprise with Dan Coogan coming off, especially playing with the breeze. You need a big man in around the square to keep the ball in there for the smaller men around him. Yeah, strange one, Ari Curran, because he is a good target man. He did that role very well last Saturday night in Kilmana. Uh, I. I struggle to get that one now to be honest with you yeah unless there's something Maybe else injured. going on if he's injured or that but look we, we can only go on what we saw in the first half good cut, sideline cut across there who'll come out with this one onto it comes on Brennan he tries to gather but well held there again by Owen Murphy's picking up some brilliant ball out to it comes Kieran Verricker he loses the run of the ball onto it comes Jack Boogie he can't control it ball's just in around the middle here who'll come up with it Cahill Holland tries to have it Owen Brennan shoots in over his left hand shoulder and a brilliant score there Kieran short of room but he got the strike in an excellent score he's after uh, getting into this second half now and doing what he does best that's the lad you want shooting accurate hurler definitely 13 points to 6 here now in Johns Park 8.5 minutes gone and we have another sub coming on here for 19 for 10 is going to be I think yeah, so Martin Bourne will be on shortly Martin Bourne will be on and off come Will Shane Coogan as well so we'll just let you know when that change made it balls down the far end of the pitch there and Aaron's own engineer free I'd say this one Sean Buggy will come out and try drop it in around the square he's definitely making a charge out towards it and he might even get a couple more yards on it if the referee or not he's just signalling for the the free to be taken Sean Buggy drives this one in towards the far, far corner out to it comes Michael Brennan he can't hold on to it 
well bottled up there Glenmore hunting the numbers over there on the far side just maybe 30 yards out from their own defending goal and who comes Shane Murphy well picked up there with the one handed raise he strikes this one down the line at Glenmore number 5 tries to find the corner forward inside is Eaton Phelan he can't gather on the first attempt now he has it he's after a run past the first tackle he's a runner inside there Alan Murphy if he needs it but he plays it in towards Ian Byrne Ian Byrne plays a lovely ball in towards front of Alan Murphy Alan Murphy breaks the first tackle shoots it in Oh, off the crossbar here on about uh, referee Conor Everett had played advantage, but what a move that was. Then more serious pace in the attack you're on, and th- that's a great asset to have when you're hurling against the wind. Uh, they're putting the Comer half back lane under a lot of pressure. Uh, the likes of Ian Byrne, Alan Murphy, they're hurling fierce, and Cahill Byrne hurling well, and the speedsters are coming into it now because there's a bit of more space playing against the wind. Okay, yeah. lads, uh, we go to Erlingford and see how Tolerone and Clara are doing. Jerry Drennan. Yeah, 10 minutes gone here in the second half and early for Tullerone are leading 110 to 6 points. They led by two by 1-8 to 6 at half time and they had two early points in the second half from Garrod done. The first nice flick out to Garrod by Mossykeo and he, he rode two tackles and put it over the bar. The second from right here in front of me on the right wing, Garrod took a pass from Shane Walsh and made it 110 to 6. Clara have actually had two good goal chances. Darryl Lynn had a goal chance which was well saved by Paul Buggy and they had another one just there now by Chris Bulger who ran in from the left-hand side but it was snuffed out as well. So they're not having any luck up front. They're having some good performances from Shane Staunton and Matt Kenny and uh, Liam and Lester Ryan are trying their best but uh, Tullerone how old he is at the moment and leading here 110 to 6 points and they have a free at the moment now as well which Dylan Simpson is about to take at midfield. Evening gone very dark here now. There's even a certain amount of cars up at the road end with the with the lights on. Um, it's it's very dark, but the rain has eased off. Tullerone still have whatever wind is is in it. Simpson is just let, lining up this free now. He bends, he lifts, he strikes the ball. It's a high, high, high ball, and it looks to be all the way. Dylan Simpson from midfield makes it one eleven to Tullerone, six points to Clara with eleven minutes gone in the second half. Thanks, Jerry. So we're going to head out to Dane's four to any sign of the weather improving out there. Paddy Kelly. Paddy, what's the score out there? How are you doing, Pat? How are things? Uh, can you hear me there, Pat? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the score at the moment is uh, Ben Smith 7, uh, James Stevens 5. Uh, James Stevens is not coming back into there on the stick of only. He was fired there with two frees at the moment. There's 35 minutes gone. There's a contested uh, ball here at the moment, and. Uh, it's starting a gap there to one point to seven points to six now at the moment, sorry. And uh, this uh, four minutes in the second half. We have the lights on here at the moment, Pat, so uh, just, just to go back to you there in the studio, at the moment, it's finished with seven points, James Stevens, six points. Thanks for that, Paddy. Back to John's Park. Uh, on. Yeah, welcome back to John's Park. It's 14 points to six here. Alan Murphy hit over uh, free there for, for Glenmore, and we have just gone on the clock we have uh, 12, 12 minutes played in the in the f- second half so dark you can't even see the watch Kieran. yeah no exactly yeah and the, the rain coming in and blocking it but out comes Niall McMahon he drives this one in towards Jack Boogie Jack Boogie tries to gather first attempt he gets a clean strike in on it that one is gone up gone to the left hand post and wide and he looked like it was gone over the bar, and I think, Kieran, in fairness, the umpires weren't too sure either. Yeah, the, the umpire at the side where the ball went certainly wasn't sure. He was uh, very indecisive there. The signal is away. Martin Bourne is on now. Martin Shane Coogan coming off. Shane Coogan coming off, and uh, Martin Bourne's going to go straight into the full forward. He said Jack Boogie is going to come out here to the right corner forward by the looks of it, where he can turn in on his left hand side. It makes sense, and good puck out there by Mikey Curran. That's an unbelievable puck, Kieran, against the breeze to get the, the strength of that but uh, 
ball breaks down out to it comes Conor Delaney Conor Delaney tries to break the first tackle doesn't James Brennan strikes this one in towards the corner now chance for Martin Bourne he's out in front of his marker there who's on Albert Martin Bourne gathers it has it in his hand now he's looking up he's going to play this one across the pitch lovely ball in towards the middle towards Cahill Holland Cahill Holland can't gather it well kicked out there by the Glenmore men and on to it comes Shane Feen Shane Feen tries to break the first tackle he's in the middle cut through lovely ball out towards Jack Boogie he has a man outside him if he needs it Jack looks up towards the goal strikes this one up with the right hand side this time and makes one mistake you're on brilliant score he didn't even look he was 50 yards out halfway between the middle and the right hand sideline here straight over the bar great work by Shane Fiend to carry that one in and hand pass it back out to him yeah. ok lads out to Freshford and see how the Fenians and St Martins are getting on uh, Shane Coogan yeah uh, 11 minutes gone here second half past uh, Johnstown 7 uh, St Martin 6 um, Johnstown after starting the stronger here in the second half they're getting two scores kind of early on but look as I said it's more like it's more like the first half look there's a lot of hard work and lads slipping all over the place which is understandable and as you see there's another point for Johnstown from their corner forward Kieran Graham they point from about 40-50 yards out uh, to go 8 points to 6 up now with 12 minutes gone OK, thanks Shane and uh, there's a Shane Coogan playing for Comer is there lads? Oh there is here, he's half forward he's, a, he's on double job tonight there uh, Pat so he's, he's out there as well but uh, he's after making his exit here so um, Martin Bourne came on for him there but it's uh, 14 points to 7 and we have 15 minutes gone on the clock here Glenmore on the attack down the far corner we'll just see who comes up with this one it's hard to see out over the umbrellas and the dugout there but looks like eating feelings down there and referee Conor Rivers is going to trim the ball here and now we'll see who will come up with this one Kieran, um, Comer working their way back into but the score is probably just coming up easier for Glenmore when they're down in front of their own goal Yeah, Glenmore had a little patch there where they got a couple of points in a row and look as well and all as Comer have done they were 7 points down at half time and they're still 7 points down so they're not making any inroads into the lead you'd have to fancy they're going to need at least one goal and maybe two uh, but there have been no goal chances in this game so far bar the one where uh, Alan Murphy hit the crossbar that was the only yeah, one Yeah, no, that was the only one and game just slowing down here at the moment is it looking like a sideline ball for Aaron's own yet yeah. the linesman there making up his mind with Conor Everard and it's a sideline ball for Aaron's own just down on their own 14 down at the Hebron Row goal here great cut there by James Brennan he drives it down the line but Shalom or o Murphy's there to pick it up he does a lovely jab lift there plays it into the middle there towards number 9 who's Richie Hennessy Richie Hennessy looks up strikes this one down the lane but doesn't get much distance on it well blocked down there by Shane Fien who has been very busy in the second half really trying to drag Aaron's on into it carrying the ball Jack Boogie picks it up plays a lovely low ball in front of Martin Bourne Martin Bourne can't control it but he gets a second chance on it and he's looking up see if has he any support he's going to strike this one in towards Jack Boogie who made a great run from where he has struck a butt onto it comes Billy Reid he just drives this one down the lane the ball runs out over the play and uh, Kieran Billy Regis more or less attitude of just get it away from your own goal and, and up the field ah yeah he was, he was under a bit of pressure from the comrades he just cleared it and the wind just carried it out over this sideline here another brilliant sideline in towards the square chance here for John Dowd but the ball just flicks away from him and uh, I don't know about that 65 Kieran I thought John Dowd got the last flick on it but uh, look he'll take it and a chance for Jack Boogie his first 65 of the second half to drive this one over and narrow the gap there's 14 points to 7 we have uh, 17 minutes played on the clock OK lads uh, we're going to head out to Ballyragget and see how Conaghy and Liz Downey are doing and uh, Conor Brennan 
Yeah, it's it's an all change, Pat, since you were with us last before half time. Connie are in the lead now. Um, we're about eight, nine minutes into the second half, coming on to the ten minutes of the second half there. Connie leading now 1 8, to the Saudis 1 7. The Saudi have yet to register a score in the second half yet. And Connie have done all the hurling nearly uh, since before half time and the start of this second half. They're, they really are on top and looking to build on the score. Um, the goal came, but just after you left me the last day of time, just a minute or two before half time. Mooney winning a ball for Connie out in the corner power position uh, laying it off lovely a lovely pass for Bill Murphy who absolutely hit a rocket of a shot to the net for Connie to, to, to tighten the scores so it left the half time score 1-7 to 1-6 it left the scores Connie uh, behind at half time but very much the hacker probably the two teams with this down they lead 1-7-1-6 as I said but uh, since the second half of starts I said Connie have done all the all the hurling and the most of their players been up in the Connie attack and uh, Dara Dooley just before he joined me had got got the he came on as a sub for Connie he was the one that gave Connie the lead stolen through and hitting the ball over the bar well so it's a welter exciting probably uh, one would say probably the conditions are certainly helping Connie and that it's probably balancing out things a little bit more for them and it's only finding the, the, the tough the going a little bit more tougher uh, now as they've gone into the second half but now as we into probably the 11 12 minutes of the game of the second half here, no pass. It's kind of have their one point advantage, they're leading 1 8 to the Downies 1 7. Okay, so very uh, even there. So, um, the out in uh, Danes Fort, uh, seven points apiece there now, and Glenmore still in control against uh. Castle Comer, Aaron's own Castle Comer, uh, Tullerone were leading one ten to six points when we were last there. St Martin's uh, and the Fenians, Fenians gone into an eight point six lead there, and Conaghy a point up on Liz Downey and Thomastown cruising against Blacks and Whites two fifteen to three points. Back to St John's Park. Yeah, welcome back, Pat. Two John's Park, nineteen minutes on the clock. It's still fourteen points to seven in favour of Glenmore. James Brennan just standing over a line ball here, cuts it in towards the line. And Kieran, with the distance he was getting on those lane balls, there should have been someone surely standing on the end line there. Yeah, but that's probably a bad decision from James of driving a ride in his own side. Maybe go across the goal or else go for the score. And a good poke out there by Mikey Kerwin. Plays it down the line there towards Cahill Byrne. Glenmore, plenty of legs. Cahill Byrne trying to break the first tackle. Gets his catches back. Still carrying the ball. He's in on the 21-yard line now. No probably options in front of him. And the floodlights of the scoreboard there, Kieran. is grand to see the view down the far end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sean Boogie has this one he drives it down the middle towards Carl Holland he's well dispossessed there by Owen Murphy and back comes Shane Doherty to try help him Owen Murphy back again trying to win the ball but onto it comes Owen Brennan he has a runner outside of him if he can see him but the work rate again by the Glenmore forwards or the defenders and the midfielders has been brilliant lovely crossfield ball out towards Jack Boogie here he gathers it plays, tries to play the hand, hand pass in towards James Brennan but well dispossessed there by Ian Bourne working back very well Kieran. yeah he's playing a bit deeper against the breeze they're playing two inside and Ian is working out did brilliantly there lovely ground oh. stroke in there by in towards Gerald or Gerald has the ball in his hand he has a runner inside him if he can see him Gerald's on the attack he still has the man inside but well dispossessed there onto it again chance still there for Dean Croke Dean Croke looks up he hits this one in over the bar and a brilliant score here on the follow-up play is excellent from Glenmore yeah an outstanding score from Dean Croke he's a very very small man in stature but he's getting around the field he's getting on the ball and he's using it well and that was his first point a brilliant score ok lads uh, when Ger Elward was on the ball I couldn't interrupt you because uh, it's often a goal out to Paddy Kelly out in Danes Fort how are the bridge and the village shaping up 
The James Stevens are just after creeping ahead there, Patrick. 15 minutes gone in this second half there. Luke's gone in there with a nice point after a uh, build up play there. Uh, put it over from approximately 45 50 years out, and he's edged James Stevens ahead there at the moment. James Stevens are creeping back into this game. Two place balls by own good foils, and uh, three points there from Luke Scanlon has brought uh, James Stevens back into the lead. With 15 minutes gone at the moment there in terrible conditions, it's uh, James Stevens' eight points, Bennett with seven points. Back to you in the studio over there, Pat. Uh, thanks, Paddy. And Paddy is feeling the pressure out there as well. <laughs> Back to John Stark. <laughs> yeah, look, we're lucky enough. We're in the we're in the new broadcaster here, Pat, and uh, we've a great view here in John's Park. Small bit of rain blowing in Kieran, but we won't mind that. That's all. No, we're in the best position. Here. Have you night yeah. glasses? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have everything, Pat. Here, we, everything we need. But um, that one goes out to the right hand post or the left hand post, and we still fifteen points to seven in favour of Glenmore. Twenty two minutes on the clock. And Kiran is definitely after getting darker here now. Oh yeah, it is, and the scoring rate has dropped as well. Uh, but it's really, really dark at the moment, Kiran. Good job, there's not much left. No, definitely not. Eight minutes to play. On to it comes on Brennan. He has a runner inside and plays the ball in. But Owen Murphy, who's there sweeping all game, doing very, very well. Plays a lovely crossfield ball. Brilliant ball out there towards Dean Croke. Dean Croke can't gather it. Close attention there by Chris Carf. Chris Carf gets the hurl in, but still there's three Glenmore men and two, two Aaron's on men, and on to it comes. It looks like Ian Byrne or Cahill Byrne. He strikes it in towards the full forward line. Gerald was busting out towards this one. Ger can't gather. Close attention there by Neil McMahon. But onto it again. The follow-up play here on from Glenmore is superb so far in this in this game. To just backing each other up at all attempts and a lovely ball played across there by Ian Byrne oh well dispossessed there by Neil McMahon but on to it comes Eaton Field he flicks the ball in towards Ian in towards Cahill Byrne and Cahill Byrne makes no mistake and uh, puts that one straight over the bar for his third point of the game yeah Cahill Byrne's having an excellent game they're using the ball well and after picking off three points Glenmore look like they've weathered the storm Owen Murphy's position and play and distribution is outstanding there at centre back he's sitting back in front of the full back line and he's cleaned up everything yeah and it's 16 points to 7 there now in favour of Glenmore another change for the for the, the Aaron's own men there 18 is in Larry Carroll for 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 on more seven and twenty one for seventeen is coming in there now as well. Jamie Hulhan is coming in there for on Brennan. Okay, um, lads, Brennan. we're going to break away because uh, there's plenty of action in Arlingford. Jerry Drennan. Yes, yeah, seven minutes left here in Arlingford, and there's been loads of action since last year with you. The wind is still here, the rain is still here, and Clara are still in this. They have had two goals from Darrett Lynn. They introduced Peter Nolan as a sub for Joe Connolly at half-time and in the 43rd minute he sent Peter Nolan in a great cross which Derek Lynn rose high to catch and just buried it in the back of the net, get Paul Buggy, no chance. Three minutes later, they had another... Parik Walsh went for a ball at midfield, he slipped and the ball was knocked inside. Chris Bulger got possession, knocked it across to Derek Lynn and made it 2-6 to 111. Liam Ryan, who was working his socks off on the right wing, has knocked over a pint and it's now 2-7 for Clara... Tullerone still leading 1-11 some huge performances from Clara in the, in this second half especially from Shane Staunton who is playing as the sweeper come centre back Leicester and Liam Ryan having a great game and Darryl Lynn has uh, put away the two goals with with style so with about six minutes left in the game it's uh, Tullerone by a pint 1-11 to 2-7 Thanks Jerry. and uh, down to Innesteeg and uh, it's not as close there Barry is it? Not at all Pat it was it was um it was two, two. seventeen to three points ever since that that was thankful. I don't know whether I give you the full story of that, but that second goal brilliant goal indeed. Um 
scored by Daniel Farrell. But anyway, be that as it may, from the eight minutes in the second half onto the present, so it's been all actually black and white. John uh, Joe Farrell got a point. Uh, Ryan Murphy got a point for uh, the black and white as the shot as made gave them a five point uh, shot on the scoreboard. But then it was Robbie Donnelly, um, Brian O'Hanrahan, John uh, Joe Farrell. Uh, and uh, that brought the score up to 221 and five points. It's interesting, Pat. It's, it's dark. I, I can't see a thing now, Pat. I, I'm only guessing and depending on the opinions of very people here in the in the press room. Uh, as I told you, the lights are on, and I'm not cutting you. The lights are on here in Inner State, and uh, there's no doubt in the world about it, Pat, but there's only one winner on this game, and that's uh, Thomastown. And the general consensus around here is, of course, that Thomastown look a very, very formidable team. But they've looked a formidable team for the last three or four years. So I, I, I keep a cap on that one for the moment. But tonight's, uh, on tonight's showing, they really are a formidable outfit. They lead by 221 to six points and they're 56 minutes and 22 seconds gone on the clock. And in, with a mercy of God, that last five minutes will hurry on <laughs> and get us out of here because it's not a nice day to be at this time of the year in anywhere but... Certainly in 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 a quite a beautiful country and beautiful place to be, but not tonight. Two uh, twenty one to six points. It's all about Thomas down here in this day. Back to you, the studio. Right, Barry, you can text me in the final results. So that's Barry down there in Innesteeg. How is it shaping up in John's Park now, lads? Yeah, 17 points to 8, Pat, here in John's Park. 27 minutes on the clock and chance here for Ian Byrne. He strikes this one in towards the goal. Well batted out there by Sean Boogie, but... Oh, he did well. Gerard, Gerard was lurking there, Kieran. He did very well to keep that one out. He was. Gerard was smelling the goal there and Sean Boogie did well to just to tap the ball away from him. Definitely. And uh, while... While we were away from Johns Park, a brilliant score again there by Cahill Byrne, his fourth point from play. Really one of the standout performers here tonight, and uh, ball spread across here towards Jamie Hoolan. Jamie Hoolan has the ball in his hand. He's looking up, he's looking for the runner. Who has he? He has James Brennan cut or Shane Fien cutting through again. He's going to shoot this one in towards the goal. That's a brilliant score there by Shane Fien, his first from play and a point before that from James Brennan so 17 points to 9 with uh, three, three and a half minutes left on the clock here on yeah two excellent scores actually both of them scored right under us here in the commentary position uh, James Brennan as he always does driving on from half back to support the play and Shane Finn uh, took a good pass there from uh, substitute Jamie Hoolan and popped it over two good scores from Comer yes. ok uh, very close between uh, the Fenians and uh, St Martins into the last few minutes uh, Shane Coogan yeah, with about three minutes to go, Pat, um, Johnstown are winning 11 points to nine. Um, it's after getting going the last 10 minutes, it's after being good old scores and good old working from both teams. They're trying, trying very hard. Um, the two, the free taker for Johnstown, Mark Webster, is after getting a good few scores. Um, a few few frees uh, St. Martin's had on 30 yards out, maybe 40. Shane Kinsley hit him wide. Um, which were which would be the difference now, as I said. But look, he has a free in now again with forty to bring it back to a point with a couple of minutes to go here. So if he scores this, it'll be it'll be a good finish. Championship hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors, and JJ Cavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City for the people, by the people. Okay, out today in sport, Paddy Kelly. 
How are you going, Pat? It's uh, nine points to eight here at the moment. There's 20 minutes gone in the second half. James Stevens are leading by the solitary point there. Uh, Nicky Clear, when we spoke last, it was 97, but uh, Nicky Clear there uh, took the free and put it over at the moment. So he's done over another free. It's long range, but he's, he's actually shooting to a Dale Force with their sailors. He's a pass to the old guest guard. That's some point. That is some point by Nicky Clear there. He's at that level in the match there at the moment. So, with 21 minutes gone in the second half, it's Venice Bridge, nine points, James C with nine points. Back to you in the studio there, Pat. Uh, thanks. Uh, nine points apiece. Back to John's Park. Yeah, welcome back, Pat. And just as you were away, an absolutely brilliant goal there by Glenmore, Kieran. Uh, Ian Bourne burying it to the back of the net. Yeah, and Glenmore doing what they've done all second half, running it into that wind with good support play. And Dean Krog popped a lovely pass over the top to Ian Bourne. He took it in from about 30 yards out and buried it from just inside the 21. Brilliant goal. Yeah, and Kieran, like we said, just the pace of this Glenmore team when they get going. Here comes Shane Murphy again on the charge, and he's out towards the middle again, and they can break with pace and onto it. He has a runner here in 21 who is Charlie Feeling. Charlie Feeling tries to break the first tackle well held up there Ger Elwood has it in his hand now on his left hand side he's looking to play it inside Shane Murphy still had made the run inside he has it now he's after turning his man cutting in towards now the goal well held up shoots it in towards the goal and he puts it to the left hand post and waiting after all that Kiran he deserved the score really yeah and, and there was a gang of Glenmore lads tearing up the field there all in support of one another typifying their performance Shane Murphy up on the end line of, of the Comer end line he's playing wing back yeah. Okay, lads, uh, Clara against uh, Tolerone, and uh, they're in the closing stages. How is it now, Jerry? Yeah, great excitement here in, in Arlingford. Uh, last I was with you, Tolerone had, or uh, Clara had reduced the deficit to one point. Liam Ryan then levelled the game after a great pass from his brother Leicester, but uh, it seems to have awakened Tolerone, and they have come back with three points, unanswered points. The first from Mossy Keown after a pass from Shane Walsh. The second from Garrod done a really, really acute angle uh, point after a kick ball up the wing from, from Shane Walsh again. And the last point there from uh, Tomas Dunn to leave it 114-28 as time is almost up. And Shane Walsh is taking a 65 for Tullerone and he sends it straight over the bar. That puts Tullerone four points ahead and now we're into injury time in this game. Super, super second half by Clara. But Tullerone have just stepped up the pace in the last five minutes when, when really needed some uh, huge performances by Parik Walsh in the back Shane Walsh up front Garrod Dunn has been brilliant and uh, Shane Staunton has been super along with the two Ryans for Clara still playing here in Earlyford OK but looks like the insurance point there Jerry. Shane Walsh is on the run here oh, Shane Walsh is heading for goal and he's passed it off to Garrod Dunn Garrod Dunn has flicked the ball and it's gone out for another 65 for Tullerone which will buy them another minute of time OK thanks Jerry. so Tullerone look to be on their way what's the score in John's Park now lads? It's 117, Pat to 10 points. We've 32 minutes played on the clock. I don't think to be much more play, Kieran, or else we won't be able to see the players coming off the pitch. It's gone so dark down here. But uh, look, a brilliant performance from Glenmore, Kieran, the second half. You know, the weather, the storm well, and just their movement and pace up front when they need it is excellent. Uh, yeah, their forwards are deadly, Kieran, because uh, they were seven points up after hurling with the wind, and they're 10 points up now after hurling again. You know, so their, their pace up front and their accuracy is quite good, and they've got a good scoring threat. A number of players have hit the target tonight, which is always a good thing to have. Yeah, and I suppose, Kieran, just one worrying thing for Glenmore is on Murphy limped off there. Looks like maybe a calf or something. We hope it's not a hamstring, but calves can be tricky to get 
get get right as well. Yeah, you, you'd always worry about Owen. Uh, he, he walked off now in fairness to him, but he, there was just a little bit of a hobble in what he has, so hopefully it's not too much. No, definitely not. And the full-time whistle has gone here in John's Park. It's 117 to Glenmore and 10 points to Aaron's own. And I doubt anyone will be doing the Oregon clock going around. OK, lads. To make here on. <laughs> I'm going to break away from you for a moment because it's Conaghy and Liz Downey and uh, Conor Brennan. Well, Pat, yeah, you're coming at a great time here. It's a draw match at the moment. And I'd say we haven't too long left. And James Bergen is standing over a free for Conaghy at the moment to give Conaghy the lead again. Uh, it's 1-11 apiece at the moment Pat it's been hectic the second half there's been Farrell hitting in it back and forth all the way and just as say James Bergen put that three over the bar that's Conaghy back in the lead now it's one twelve to Conaghy one eleven to uh, to Liz Downey and uh, the fairness to Conaghy they've, they've hurled their they hurled their socks off this second half they haven't given the Liz Downey lads an inch on the ball and uh, Liz Downey in fairness they've battled themselves but Conaghy have just have shown real battle in the second half here to on the ball and they're winning a lot of the 50-50 breaks they're winning a lot of the tackles and they seem to be doing a lot of the better hurling in the conditions and maybe this is going to be the boost they needed and I'd say we're just coming up to, into the stoppage time now as I speak it's current thick at the moment pass but we're they were getting near the end Connie in the lead at the moment by one point it's one twelve to Connie one eleven till it's down OK thanks Connor and back to John's Park yeah the final whistle as we said went past uh, Glenmore one seventeen. Uh, Aaron Dawn 10 points and Kieran Maloney uh, brilliant performance there by Glenmore and fully deserving of their victory uh, yeah an excellent performance from Glenmore Kieran they've built on their wins so far there's three good wins out of three they've now beaten the Shamrocks the village and Aaron Dawn Aaron Dawn who had a good result last weekend so huge result for Glenmore uh, some great performances all over the field the two Murphys and Billy Reid formed a very strong half back line uh, the Alan Murphy was very good uh, on the freeze and in play the best player in the field was Cahill Byrne four points from play hurled very very well yeah and we're just looking out here on at Sean Murphy there signing hurls and getting pictures you know and the conditions you know it's brilliant to see isn't it you know your inter-county star and you know still signing hurls there in these treacherous conditions yeah out in the middle of the field in awful conditions and young lads getting sign- hurls signed and on not a bother on him signed the same with TJ above in Kilmanagh last sun- or Saturday the minute the final whistle went he was surrounded by a flock of lads uh, they're, they're great uh, ambassadors they're great hurlers great men yeah and he just I suppose for Glenmore here on three wins from three and oh, Murphy looks to be carrying that leg fairly badly now so they'll be eager probably to get a bit of work done on that and see what, what it is but look a brilliant start from Glenmore three wins from three Aaron's all struggling with just the, the one point there's just the one point now and, and uh, they'll be looking to get something from the remaining two games they'll obviously hope to finish either either uh, third or fourth uh, it'll be a battle to do that now so it will you know Glenmore in a great position you know there's no game next week probably if they want they could nearly leave off on the following day if, they, if there was a bit of doubt about them uh, but six points after three games is a great position to be in OK lads just to check in on the Fenians now and uh, St Martins and Shane Coogan yeah, full time here past uh, Fiennes, Johnstown 12 points, uh, St. Martin's 10. Um, Fiennes just grounded out in the second half. They were playing with a good wind and that. And look, typical Johnstown style. They liked a bit of a battle and, you know, that's what it got into in the end. And they kind of ground, grinded it out with good scores from Darren McCormick. And, and Mark Webster was very good from freeze in, that, in them conditions. He was hitting them well over the bar. Um, look... As I said, it was tough on both teams and fair play to both teams for putting up and doing what they had to do tonight. Um, but as I said, Johnstown just grounded out in the end. Bit, bit more bit more fire in their bellies. 
12 points to 10. Okay, thanks uh, for that, Shane. And uh, just to recap on some of the scorelines, 117 to 10 points, a win for Glenmore. They have three wins from uh, three games and uh, the Fenians have beaten uh, St. Martin's 12 points to 10. Uh, Tullerone were 115 to 28 up uh, with a minute or two to go in that one. Uh, so they look to be home and dried as well. And Thomastown 321, uh, Blacks and Whites 1-6 and uh, he were just a point up against uh, Liz Downey, one twelve to one eleven. Uh, just going into the last couple of moments, we'll check with that in just a moment. Back to you, lads. Yeah, I suppose we'll 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 leave it off to you, um, Pat. Uh, look, we're, we're after shutting the window here on our <laughs> on our rollcaster here. But uh, look, thanks to Nicky for all his help here tonight as well, getting us all set up here and getting the system set up. And Kieran, you have a pair of glasses there for anyone that lost. Yeah, just there was a pair of glasses handed into his path. So just if there's anyone from Glenmore or Comer heading home at the moment missing a pair of glasses, they'll be in uh, our studio reception there. You can collect them on site. Uh, they were hardly sunglasses, were they? They definitely weren't the past. You'd need welding glasses tonight more than nothing else. Yeah, uh, no, it looks like a pair of ladies' glasses, and uh, they were handed into us here. We couldn't find anyone to own them. But so, just in case any of you listening on the way home there, uh, they'll be in our studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, look, thanks, Kieran, for for joining me tonight here, and like I said, thanks to Nikki for setting us up, and uh, most of all, thanks to our listeners here as well from Johns Park. Uh, wet evening. Uh, we met Jim Rowan walking out there, a man that never misses a game. I hope he was up in the bar here on looking out the window. But, uh, <laughs> a big smile on his face. Anyway, he had a smile on his always. face anyway, as always. And um, look, uh, tough conditions, Pat, but uh, Glenmore looked there after Sean. They can mix it on a dry day and a wet day, and they'll have a big say in this championship. Um, 117, Kieran, is, is probably as much as anyone has scored tonight now. You know, good shooting. Right, lads. Absolutely. Safe home. Thanks, Pat. All right, thanks, lads. Uh, so that was a win there. Conaghy and Liz Downey, that was exciting towards the end. Uh, Connor it's or Brennan? Yes, Pat, it's getting very exciting. Conaghy leading by two points at the moment. We're in, we're in stoppage time. Oh, no, Liz Downey has scored a goal. Liz Downey has scored a goal. Niall Brennan working his way along the sideline has just buried it for, Con- for Liz Downey to give him a one-point lead. Conaghy really, that's a, a horror blow for Conaghy. They had worked so hard in the second half to get back into the game. Uh, and worked really hard uh, Tom Phelan just before he joined me had scored absolutely great brilliant point a typical Tom Phelan effort sold his way from his hand half back lane working his way up the field in this weather striking the ball over the bar to give to give Conaghy a two point lead but now we look at it and it's in injury time and Niall Brennan has managed to sneak in a brilliant first to Niall Brennan he worked the chance really well worked in along the end line managed to beat Carl Downey across the goal and now Liz Downey have a one point advantage as we speak I make it 2-11 till there's only one thirteen to Conaghy and now that's a point over the bar and that's from Kevin I think it's Kevin Dunphy who got it in the end to give Conaghy to there's only a two point lead it must be time of Vivian Holmes is looking at her watch as they speak there can't be much long left Liz Downey are winning at the moment it's now 2-12 to Liz Downey one thirteen to Conaghy Shamrock and we're still playing on here Pat Okay, we'll be back to you in a minute and uh, we're heading out to uh, Danes Fort and the village and Bennett's Bridge. How's it going there, Paddy? Not too bad, Pat. It's uh, all over here at the moment and it ended up at 10 points each to uh, 10 points to Bennett's Bridge, 10 points to James Stevens. Bennett's Bridge left at halftime, 7 points to 3. But the village creeped back into it. Uh, they kept getting scores. Uh, Luke Scanlon and uh, the sticker on Gilfoyle brought back into it. Brought back to 8-7 and then uh, Kevin Clear free uh, level things again. But uh, then, uh, sorry, eight points each. But uh, James Stevens took the lead again there off the sticker on Gilfoyle. That was nine points to eight. And then a nice point 
monster free there from uh, Mickey Clear put him level back again. Uh, the village thought they probably had a one there. Uh, uh, Owen Gilfoyle with a good free put it over. But uh, Kevin Blanchfield in the dying minutes of the game put it over. Cracking game, uh, absolutely. Two teams that went out hammer and tongs and it was well worth coming in to watch. I'll have a match report on Sunday. So it's Paddy Kelly back from Dane Force. Back to you in the studio, Pat. Thank you. Thanks, Paddy. Championship Hurling on Community Radio Kilkenny City is sponsored by John Brennan Machinery, Country Style Foods, Michael Ling Motors and JJ Kavanagh Bus. Community Radio Kilkenny City, for the people, by the people. Okay, so uh, that's our Championship Hurling. Ten points apiece, James Stevens and Bennett's Bridge. 117 to Glenmore and it was Aaron's own Castlecomer, ten points. Um, La- Tolerone uh, uh, were leading uh, 115 to 28 against uh, Clara in the last moments. We'll get a confirmed uh, full time on that. The Fenians have beaten uh, St. Martin's 12 points to 10 and Liz Downey uh, uh, looks like they've pipped Conaghy and uh, we'll check in on just a final score on that as well and Thomastown 321 and it was the Blacks and Whites 1-6 so there you have it that's our round up this evening so far we'll come back with more in just a moment Okay, and uh, we'll just do a recap on those score lines now. And it was ten points apiece between James Stevens and Bennett's Bridge. One seventeen to ten points uh, for Glenmore against Aaron's own Castlecomer. Tullerone one sixteen and uh, Clara. 2-8. The Fenians 12 points, St. Martin's 10 points, Liz Downey 2-12, Conaghy 13 a last minute goal for Liz Downey giving them that two point win and uh, there was no doubt about the game down in Esteeg. Thomastown 3-21 and Blacks and Whites 1-6. So that's a roundup of all the scores. Thanks to all the lads. <laughs> 